beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere we go. If you notice, Brian ain't he ain't frowning right now because it's post Thanksgiving. <laughs> it, it is post Thanksgiving, which is when it's the most appropriate. But let me tell you, it is the most appropriate. <laughs> it's been looking like Christmas. It's been like Christmas since November first. Maybe but I got one tree up. Ashen and Bolt. I'll go into a little bit later. Welcome to the Jigsaw Podcast. Yes. I am. I am Brian. <laughs> I am Brian here, and we are here for another episode. We are your two. Favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negros. We're here we are. for another episode of your favorite podcast. It is the Jigsaw Podcast, where we talk about all the things, but particularly all of them. We talk about Brian. You want to take a stab at it? What we talk about? The, the perils, the praises, mm-hmm. the pompous stances of being a black millennial in the hood. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, all of being a black man trying to figure this thing kind of laugh out. Brian, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. How about yourself, man? Hey, oh, I'm sorry. I'm tripping. I'm. I'm thinking about our topic for today. You want to be a white man? <laughs> <laughs> not not today. Not today. I'm 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 immersed in culture today. Um, mm-hmm. But as always, it's a great day to be black, man. Always. Yes. Yes. How was your How was your holiday? You stayed here. You didn't take I me did. my office. You didn't come into my house. No, I, my mom kind of needed me. Yeah, oh, my okay. mom needed me. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. So I that? so yeah, it was it was cool. Um, so for those just for back story, so usually I think I said this on the last podcast, usually when it comes to Thanksgiving, um, mm-hmm. if my family's not doing anything for the most part, or, you know, I have the first right of refusal, meaning, you know, if my family's doing something or I can decide what we want to do for Thanksgiving, if I don't want to do anything, then we can, then uh, my wife will, she can then decide what she wants to do for Thanksgiving yeah. uh, because Christmas is kind of what we do with her family every, every year. Um, so they it was the first time they had a, uh, an event for their family since post pandemic pre pandemic that is okay. So I just bought her and Brooklyn some tickets. People hadn't seen Brooklyn, so it was a great opportunity for those people to see Brooklyn and all that kind of stuff. My mom needed me here. My siblings didn't come. My grandma mm-hmm. passed away this year. It was a mm-hmm. tough, tough, tough Thanksgiving for my mom. Mm-hmm. So it was just her and I, and I stayed there uh, for about a day and a half. And we, you know, yeah. hung out and stuff like that. And she cooked a whole meal as if like a thousand people were coming. So oh. that was that. How about you? Well, it's good that you were there to be supportive. Um, and I understand that, you know, um, that first holiday after someone major passes away in your life, that can be, it can be difficult, you know, years and years and years and years. But that first mm-hmm. one kind of hits a little bit differently. Um, my holiday, it was cool. It was low key. I, okay. I did express my emotions to Asher that I missed my family. <laughs> that oh. I just missed. <laughs> I missed, um, you know, being home, especially mm-hmm. when my dad said, I heard on the podcast that you said you was coming home. Was that a surprise? I'm not supposed to hear that. I said, Dad, I think I said I wanted to come home. <laughs> he said, mm-hmm. You said you was coming. That's what you said. I said, Dad, mm. I'm almost sure I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, side note, I'm sleeping on my daddy. He has an art against you right now. About what? What I do? His, his exact words were, you tell that nigga Brian. <laughs> You could have at least came to the house and spoke to us while he was here for the convocation. You tell him I said that. Oh, I said, okay. That's that's said, that's that's fair. Dad, I'm gonna tell him that's on fair. the show. I'm gonna tell him on the show. That is fair. That is fair. He said, "You tell him don't come here and don't come speak." He said, "Chris," and this is Chris. He said, "Chris already will come by the house." He said, that's "Brian fair. came in the city and didn't say nothing." That's that is fair. <laughs> My apologies, uh, Mr. JB. Let Won't ever happen again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the man of God know, um, but no, I I did experience it to Ashley, and I was just like, I get it. Why we stayed, right? I said, but mm-hmm. I was kind of 
feel it. I say because we all because Thanksgiving, you know, the thing for our house is that we always travel Thanksgiving. So whether it's Memphis mm-hmm. or Minnesota, and we do Memphis a lot because um, mm-hmm. since Ash has kind of been like this de facto caretaker of her grandparents, right? We've been Minnesota a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So we would do Memphis for Thanksgiving the last few years, mm-hmm. um, and then some other kind of. I'm gonna just say family issues on the opposite side of Ash's family. <laughs> so Memphis is kind of like default when we travel. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we didn't do it. I'm just like, and then we didn't really, we hosted, like Ash's mom came over, Keisha came right. over. I was like, but you know, then I, I FaceTime my sisters for like two, three hours because mm-hmm. I just, I missed them. And, right, right. And my mama even said, you didn't host nobody. Y'all didn't have a little Friendsgiving. You could have came home. And I just, <laughs> so they, it was making me feel guilty. And so and I, told, I said, next year, I said, babe, we're not doing it. Because I even, like, I literally was homesick. Mm-hmm. I was, I ain't going to hold you. I was a little homesick. Um, but nevertheless, it was a good Thanksgiving. I cooked way too much food. And I think it's because how I was raised. I don't know how to cook a small pan of dressing. Or no. I called myself cooking a small pan of macaroni and it ended up being two whole pans. Yeah. Um, but it wow. was good. <laughs> it was good. I forgot my fresh cheese and I sent, I sent, because you know I cook, so I sent Ashley to the store. I said, go get me some blocks, blocks of cheese. So I could shred it. <laughs> shred it. Yeah. Shred yeah. It. it was so, it was so good. I did my, did my turkey next instead of my whole turkey and I did a small ham for Asher and mm-hmm. greens and dressing. Jaden tried dressing for the first time, didn't want to because he said okay. it looked nasty, but I forced him. Okay. And he was like, Jaden loves bread. He was like, daddy, this is good. I said, you love bread, little nigga. I know you would love dressing. <laughs> That's literally all it is, is bread. Right. Um, but anyway, Thanksgiving was cool. We put up one tree, got a second tree. This one we get to it, Asha. So we've got a Black Friday sale. Mm-hmm. Asha bought a nine foot tree. I don't think she oh. realized how tall a nine foot tree is. Right. We got this big country tree in my house. <laughs> it is huge. <laughs> it is huge. And I was so, it came yesterday. I was so, I was going to put it up. I'm thinking I'm going to tackle this tree and put it up. Remember, I was so overwhelmed because I do the trees in this here house. Okay. I was so overwhelmed just fluffing the leaves out. <laughs> I said, this is a three-day Jesus. project. And it's just, and every time I looked at it, I said, you bought this big country. This is literally a whole pine growing up in my house. Like, what is this? <laughs> the um, so I don't know if I have enough ornaments. Like, I ain't never decorate no tree this big. And then she got an unlit tree. So now I got oh. a string light. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We got a great Black Friday sale for that size tree. I ain't gonna uh-huh. We only pay 70 bucks. Oh, that is really good. Yeah, and I think when it and it was literally Black Friday because Saturday that tree was almost three hundred some dollars. So wow, um, like I'm like it was a good deal. And I'm like, there's so much that has to go into this mm-hmm. enormous touching heaven tree. Like this <laughs> right. is God's tree. <laughs> <laughs> Nine foot, yeah. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And but anyway, but everything was good. Everything was solid. Food was good. Oh, when did yeah. you eat your last Thanksgiving plate? Saturday. Sunday, me too. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. I would refuse. Sunday, and well, we did a, we did our last meal after church on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then if whatever was not eaten right then, I immediately threw it away. Same. So we went out to dinner after church Sunday. We didn't mm-hmm. do that, but then Charmaine and all of them came over mm-hmm. Sunday after that, and then everybody, you know, you sit around, they got hungry. Yeah, and I was like. And some macaroni. And literally, <laughs> as soon as they left, I think I fixed me one more plate of greens and I tossed mm-hmm. it because it was in um, aluminum pans. I put them joints in the trash can, in the trash bag, and took it out. I was like, that's it. Yeah. I'm never going to be tempted 
to touch no. it. No, no, because Thanksgiving food is really good. So like mm-hmm. you got to you got to get rid of it because if not, you might be like, let me get this macaroni real quick. Because if you don't freeze it, you know what I'm saying. Those flavors just keep seeping into yeah. it. Just, oof. Oof. That's just so good. That's it is. So, so are you now, You are you excited about Christmas, Brian? I am. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I literally put the trees, I put the trees up before I went to my mom's house for Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. the trees were up um, before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren came back and decorated them. Um, okay. I'm actually buying some Christmas vinyl. Um, I, I saw that in the group chat, and you got the, uh, the Al Green Christmas CD. Al Green, uh, but, but I'm excited about it because I've listened. To- <laughs> uh, what is it, Mariah Carey, um, and then some of some some uh, the Grinch, and then some white some white stuff. Oh, what? Well, you know, excited about that. What's your very unpopular opinion? What? I don't like Mariah's version of All I Want for Christmas is You. I don't know if that's unpopular. I, I, I I've never heard anybody say that, but I think there are better versions I, out of it. Yes, and it's her, like she, that was that's one of the few Christmas songs that you can pinpoint back to that person. That's like a right. popular. It's like Silent Night is like a is it a hymn? Well, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but you know, like Silent <laughs> Night. Song. What and and this Christmas we point back to Donny Hathaway as Jonathan. Yeah, but like you know, Silent well, it is Temptations own Silent Night, but like Silent Night and we wish you a Merry Christmas and the the Christmas song like them songs like I don't know that we can pinpoint in the same way that we can pinpoint this Christmas and all over Christmas is you. But mm-hmm. I feel like while Mariah has the original version and it is the popular one, she makes hella money off of it every mm-hmm. year. She does not have the best version of that song. Yeah, I like, feel is even better, and he yeah. has a relatively newer version. And yeah, I like CeeLo, but CeeLo is like my favorite Christmas album. Yeah, I like, remember you top to bottom, CeeLo's Magic Christmas, whatever it's called, is my favorite Christmas album. And know the worst Christmas album I've heard before? What? Music Soul Child. That oh. album is terrible. I don't know if it's the worst, but it is definitely <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it is, it so is bad. bad. Every time I create my Christmas list, I try to find one song to throw in there, and I'm like, Mm-mm. you want to know my favorite is the Which Temptations, one? Give Love at Christmas. Mm. Them five Negroes, <laughs> it's only eight songs. But when I tell, and when I, I'm going to tell you how old school my mama was. We used to have a cassette tape. Oh. We used to flip that joke over. Because <laughs> <laughs> Silent Night is on, part, was on the, the A side. Like mm-hmm. You flip that joke over. <sighs> so good right it is the ugh, it is so it is perfect really Blue even got a, a solo song on it. Oh, oh wow got a fact since we hit and just i know, I know we plug. got songs of the week mm-hmm. but it could be the song of the week it could be the no, song no, of the week. no 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 you, i'm gonna let okay. you this, 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 this your week i'm gonna let you do your okay thing. speaking of new songs chance the rapper just dropped a new single right after um thanksgiving okay with a um Whitney Houston, How Will I Know sample? Right. Hmm. It is so good. Is that good? It's good. And I'm not even like staying it. It's good. But anyway, this is the this is the blue. This is the blue. It's not the best song on the album, but this I want to let you know Blue did have some solo songs for the Temptations. I want y'all to know that. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Now that it is Christmas time, I hope you say you're looking mine. It will be Christmas every day. And baby, I'm in love with you. And if you say you love me too, it will be Christmas every day. What a lovely Christmas. That's so good to me, bro. <laughs> On the ground. What a lovely Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I get so excited. That's so churchy. That's <laughs> so churchy. But no, that album is Chef's Kiss. It is perfection. Yes. Um, to me. But CeeLo, I will say, CeeLo has an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing Christmas album. It's really colorful. I added his version of Mary Did You Know to my most recent Christmas playlist. Did he tries to take up the church. And I really don't like Mary, did you know? Because uh, clearly the Bible says she knew. She knew, uh, <laughs> she knew it all. The told her first. Her Gave her a run down. <laughs> um, but yeah, so speaking of music, segue right into the song. Okay. So it's a Christmas song I'm going to bring back every single year because it's just that good. Is this she the deserves uh, her flowers. Oh, God, I know, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Flowers. Where you she going? deserves her flowers. I'm going to bring it back every year. Could have probably listened to that forever, but that it's is a great. It's, it's a great version, and she so took us good. to church at the end. She does. Remember <laughs> Christ died on the tree. Listen, mm-hmm. take us to Calvary <laughs> during Christmas. Yeah, take us to Calvary during Christmas. I tell people all the time. That's why I enjoy a loop. That's why you can't have Easter without Christmas. Because he was born to die, and he couldn't die. Oh, Shana! If he wasn't born, he couldn't die. <laughs> Listen, I love it. That, that every year I'm I'm a Negroes be warned. And my song of the week is is at any point during the Christmas season, mm-hmm. that's gonna be your song of the week. There are a few songs that I don't care how many Christmas because I don't do Christmas playlists every year because there's only so many good Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. And I keep my Christmas playlist very black. I don't mm-hmm. venture over into the white side of things. <laughs> um, with the Michael Blue Blaze and stuff like that. I, I can listen to that as the Macy's. I don't want that in my ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but there's a so saying that I don't do them every year because it's like you know how many options can you have? And I make very robust Christmas playlists. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a few songs that's gonna always, always make it. Temptation okay. Silent Night is one of them. It is a staple oh, yeah. in the community. <laughs> um, um, we are Christmas. By the Spellman Girls sends me up to the heavens. Okay. Okay. So that thing is a, ooh, ooh. 
Woo, that thing is so good. Um, there's a few others that always make the list, but I will also do like different versions, so it's technically not the same song. But mm-hmm. I feel you. I added that version of this. Uh, Have yourself was 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 the Christmas song. That was she mm-hmm. right. Yep. I added that version to my list this year. Um, okay, this is a good version. It deserved. So let us know who that was. So the yeah, that's Keandra Lockett. Mm-hmm. Keandra Lockett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just blesses me every year. Keandra is key K E Y. O N D R A, L O C K E T T, black, 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 strong black name. Ooh. Oh, can I tell Speaking you something about this? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Speaking of strong black, uh, you did put out a strong black Christmas playlist. Yeah, that's the one I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Entitled, yes, Jesus Mama is a black woman. Mm-hmm. I think it's called. That's what it's called. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Play Jesus' mama was a black woman. <laughs> she playing. If y'all can hear it, she started playing. Alexa, volume 10. Sometimes she don't listen. She don't act right. She Alexa, volume 10. Ooh, Alexa, volume 10. Now, I just, oh, I, one too. I just discovered this thing by Jasper Sullivan and the Pentatonic. Pentatonic. This is oh, the whitest good. thing that's going to ever make my backwards right. it's, it's, it's not even a Christmas. Is it a Christmas song? It kind of, if you listen to the words, okay. joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore him. Mm-hmm. Come, oh, come, oh, come, let us adore him. You see what I'm saying? I'm, okay, I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it. Let me just get through this. I tell my double host, I tell. She sings. This is Church. my favorite one right here. Every time I'd be like, sing, Ashley, you say that every time. I say, because it's that good. So good. It's that good. I sure hope that this mic is picking all that up. <laughs> it's picking it up. I can hear it. All right. Alexa, stop. Let her give us a Christmas album. I was just going to say that. Let me do this. We're going to make sure this part makes it to the social medias. Jasmine Sutton. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you love your fans. If you do. Won't drop us a quick little Christmas EP. It ain't got to be yes. too long. Eight to mm-hmm. ten songs. Yeah. We need a new one. PJ Moore gave us a good one recently. Mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. Legend gave us a new one. Um, you know, Diary has a solid current, one. Huh? Diary has a solid Christmas album. I never heard it. Is it new? Okay. It's newer for the last. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about like the years. last maybe five years. Oh, you yeah, know, it's, it's new. Okay, okay, cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's new. Yeah, I've heard. So maybe I'll go check that out. But I feel like, oh, Fantasia has a pretty good one too. Oh, she does. Um, she does. Oh, you know who else? Oh, I'm sorry, oh. we get caught up. Anthony Hamilton has a really good one. I believe that his version. Oh Lord, they gonna get me. His version of what do the lonely do at Christmas and that falsetto, mm-hmm. brother, mm-hmm. brother. He, I believe you. He put he put the he put the emotion. He gave us some competition. I believe <laughs> it. That thing is so good. But anyway, Jasmine, Jasmine, if you're listening and you love your fans, drop yes. us a quick little eight to ten song EP, one or two original pieces. Maybe get with Babyface to write you one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, somebody up in there get you a few. You know, what's the things called? Um, a few good features and make it good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ari Lennox has a version of these uh, list of my favorite things. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know she real church and a vibrato. 
She'd be like, tinsel and da 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 da. I'd be like, sing the song, girl. I love me some R. Um, but yes, anyway. All right. Because I, you know me, we love music, but I will get caught up right here, right? And this oh, will yeah, be the whole episode. Uh, so, <laughs> in order for us not to do that, are you ready to go to the Blessed Report and talk about some black excellence? I'm so ready. Let's get into it. All right. Oh, while we're here at the Blessed Report, we shout out black folks doing great black things, and we do great black things every single day. Black History Month is not just a thing, it is a lifestyle, and we are continuing to make history, continue to do great things. It's a lifestyle. Josh, what would happen if you woke up white? I'd cry. (laughs) And never want to be no white man. All right, so let's get to the blessing report. We shout out a black person doing great black things. I don't want no pink penis. Go eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vienna sausage. Um, um, so, um, I know that through you all. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> People of Color Beauty and founder Jacqueline Carrington. Yeah. Okay. So, growing up, Jacqueline Carrington never saw images of nail polish colors reflected on brown skin tones which made her skip nail polish altogether growing up she just didn't Mm -hmm. do it right wasn't until our three year old daughter to me what'd you say (laughs) sound like holiness holiness. listen (laughs) you don't need no no polish on them nails no paint on your nails you don't need no no blush on your your cheeks looking like the world looking like a gypsy (laughs) (laughs) looking like olive Look like Homo. Josh Gabor. Look like Josh <laughs> Lucy, holiness is without which no man shall see the law. We don't believe in this, y'all. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> so until her three-year-old daughter Monroe at the time started coming back from visits with her Gigi with her nails painted, that Jacqueline found a newfound interest. Um, and she, she created this, you know, this nail polish line called People of Color Beauty. Uh, according to their mission statement, it says that is our mission to celebrate and represent people of color through our nail polish collections and the stories that they tell. Mm-hmm. We want our tribe to know that our brand celebrates them and their beauty. People of color, you are us. We are you. So that's the mission statement from People of Beauty uh, and their founder, Jacqueline Carrington. So do bless up to them. Yes. Uh, website, peopleofbeauty.com. Pretty simple. People of Beauty is their IG as well. So you can go out there, follow uh, and subscribe and purchase and all that kind of great stuff. So if you look for stocking stuff or hey, nail polish works. I have a three-year-old and she wants her nails painted these days too. So, My you know, we do that. Um, so, Anything you want to add to that? No, to other the, than, uh, I just want to ask you a question. Okay, go for it. Have you ever met a white Jacqueline? No. I think that is a black's only name. I believe so. <laughs> I I'm pretty sure there's a black. I'm pretty sure that's a white person I've been named Jackie or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Jacqueline. Now. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't Shout know. Shout out Jackie Rogers, our friend from Green Type Gifts. <laughs> yes. It's a black <laughs> I got an Shout Auntie Jackie. Jackie. And I tell you, my Aunt Jackie is. <laughs> Color. Okay. <laughs> she is black personified. Yeah. I know. I, mean. I know. Yeah. I don't know any. I know some I know some Jackies, some Jacklins, Jackie Jonah Curse, some people in my mm-hmm. current life who were Jackies and they all black. And, they and that's the black, thing, black, black folk, we're gonna call you Jackie, Miss Jackie on Jackie, but your name is Jacqueline. Oh yeah. I know one girl named her name is Jacqueline. Like no Q in there. It's J A C L E N E. 
<laughs> she from Philly. Ooh. Yeah, West Philadelphia, born and raised. On the playground. <laughs> the playground is where I spent most of my days. My Chilling out, Maxin. Relaxing all cool. Shooting some b-ball. Shooting some b-ball. <laughs> and a couple of guys. They were up to no good. Up to no good. Started, Started making, making trouble. In my neighborhood. I got a one little fight and my mom Just got one. scared. It said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> it was a four cab, and when it came near the license, license said plate. fresh, and I had dice in the mirror. <laughs> but anyway, what is the mirror? Your home's to Bel Air. Yeah, <laughs> I, I pulled, pulled up to the cab. I seven or eight, and I yelled yeah, to, to the, the cab, cab. "Your home, smell you later." Look to my kingdom. I'll I was finally there. Sit on my throne as the prince of Bel Air. It's weird because he wouldn't take a cab these days. He would take an Uber. Definitely would have been a thing. Um, it's just interesting. Interesting. All right. Shout out Jackie um, and the shout out to Jackie. Polish. Yes, and we unfortunately do have someone on the rest of Josh. My God. Mm-mm. What didn't God do? He did not stay the hand of death. Mm, mm, the old church mother at my church said, "Every year has his number, <laughs> <laughs> and God is taking count of that number." <laughs> My God. My who did, God. Who then flew up out of here now, Brian? Irene Cara Escarlera. We went from Jackie to Irene. Yeah, it gets Irene. blacker and blacker. I love it. <laughs> so, this uh, Irene is an American singer oh. and actress. Uh, rose to prominence for her role as Coco Hernandez in 1980 musical film Fame. Fame was, was, was black, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. And for recording this film's title song, Fame. I'm gonna live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, in '83, she sang and yep, and co-wrote the song "Flashdance." What a feeling! Bum, 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 bum. What a feeling! Um, which she shared a Grammy for best original song, okay. and won a Grammy award for best female pop vocal performance in 1984. Mm-hmm. Prior to her success with Fame, she was just you know an average character, one of the starring characters in Sparkle. Uh, played Sparkle Williams in the 1976 musical drama again called Sparkle. So she's been out here doing things. Um, so rest up to Irene Cara Escalera. She went about here. Rest up. So shout out to Jacqueline. Rest up to Jackie. Yep. Rest up to Irene. Irene. All right. Let's bunny hop on over to the billboard. First off, we're going to start off with some positive news. Congrats, Megan the Stallion. Um, Well, first, the Tory Lane trials are underway, but that Ain't got really nothing to do with what we want to shout out <laughs> for. Megan Thee Stallion made history as the first black woman in Forbes 30 under 30. She was on the cover to make that cover. And Forbes 30 under 30 is a set of, um, is a set of people under 30 years old issued annually by Forbes magazine. And some of its um, regional editions, the American list recognizes 600 businesses and industry figures with 30 selected and 20 industries each. With a combination of royalties, ticket sales, endorsements, and merchandise, Meg ranked in at least 13 million dollars over the course of her career her brand partners include people like nike brands like nike rather revlon cash now she got a partnership with cash out popeyes <laughs> and flaming hot cheetos so it's so on brand it is so that is so uh cash app popeyes and flaming hot cheetos listen that's black we need sponsors like that <laughs> popeyes nine laters <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the the Caribbean Castro or her growth serum. We need we need Listen, them. Pomade. <laughs> That grease, that Caribbean hair growth oil, that grease, it smells so good. I ain't used it in a very long time, but it smells. Blue magic. Blue magic? (laughs) My grandma still put blue magic in her hair. Do you hear me? Listen, Um, I don't know. Did you have have African pride in uh, in Memphis? That's what it was called. That African pride. Extra hair. It smells so good, though. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. African pride was like like the, the, you know, was the. And owned by uh, white people. Terrible. I wonder if Pro Style Jail, the with the the big black tub of, of jail is owned by white people too. Probably. Because even Cantu and stuff is not black owned. That's sad. So sad. But that's why that's why we do um the pattern and the meals and uh, design essentials and all that kind of stuff these days. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe Lauren knew. Okay. I forgot to text y'all. But Black Friday, she had her Miel Organics had her entire site six ninety nine. Everything. Oh. Wow. From hair vitamins to conditioners. You know, I'm on my natural hair journey. <laughs> I do a <laughs> lot of washing goes. I'm at $6.99. I still bought $150 worth of products. Cause I'm oh, like, I believe How like when else are you gonna get this many products for six dollars? Oh, you're not at all. Stuff like no, $20 a bottle. A lot. <clears throat> yeah, it is. And, it is, it is. And I've just switched over costly. to um Miel primarily. I used to use a lot of design essentials, but I didn't like the way that style in jail was leaving like little stuff in my hair. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one doing it for me. But anyway, this is not a hair conversation. Um, it is the centennial celebration of our, mm-hmm. I guess, me and Brian's technical <laughs> sorority, <clears throat> you know, sisters. Um, Sigma Gamma Rho fraternity incorporated. Our indie sisters. <laughs> I mean, sorority incorporated. In, our, indie love. In indie, indie love. love. Our indie sisters uh, has just celebrated their centennial recently. They've been doing a lot of celebrations. And one of the celebrations that they did was have some uh, honorary members join the ranks of their sisterhood. And a part of one of those honorary members is straight from American Idol, straight from South Carolina. Um, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. B-A-B-Y-M-A-M-A. You know her ass. And one of the tribute girls, we'll get to that. A little bit later to be able, but one of the key tribute girls of all time, okay. Fantasia Marino, is now a member, a proud member mm-hmm. of Sigma Gamma Rho Incorporated. And we yes. love Fantasia, and she shows us that anything is possible because anything sororities possible. and fraternities pride themselves on educational excellence. And Fantasia yet made it. And I'm not, you know, you can take that <laughs> comment however you want to take it. You know what I'm saying? But we understand some history <laughs> about Miss Barino, and we don't judge her or hold her to said history. But we, we understand there was some, ooh, she had to wade in the water. <laughs> God. <laughs> she had to wade, God had to trouble that water <laughs> for her to get to where she needed to get to. We are so excited. Um, Shouts out to honorary memberships. I guess, you know, shout out my nigga Gucci. We are so excited, <laughs> I suppose, about Fantasia being an honorary member of SG Row. Do we have um, yes, honoraries? The blue, I, don't, I don't think we do. Capital Officer Fraternity Incorporated does not recognize honorary members Hello. of this fraternity. Hello. I just, I just wanted to say that. I, I okay. asked the question because I knew the answer. I just wanted to, I just wanted <laughs> you to say it. Okay. Shouts out to the, the hat on. <laughs> yeah. That. We got to go do something to get into what we got. <laughs> Hello. There's no testimony if there's no test. Okay. Hello. We we all have a testimony. All right. And Fantasia. We all have one. Fantasia has a story. And we're grateful for her narrative. (laughs) Um, Read the story. (laughs) It was written. Her name is on the straw. 
on the scroll, but we don't know. <laughs> let's not. I'm not talking about Fantasia. I want there her an interpreter show? in the house. Um. So let's move. Let's move on to another narrative that a <laughs> another narrative that a white man and his company is pushing McDonald's instead of getting the ice cream machines fixed, we are going to get McGold. What is McGold? You ask. It is not a gold. It's not talking about the golden arches. It is not talking about a golden encrusted hamburger. It is not even talking about the golden color of those ninety nine percent not chicken chicken nuggets. However, mm. McDonald's has announced <laughs> that it's bringing back its famed McGold card for the first mm. time since two thousand eighteen, meaning that someone will wear free food from the fast food giant for life. You have the opportunity to get as mm. many McFlurries considering the machine works. As many now, I will tell you this: I wouldn't be mad of getting a McGold. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell okay. you why. I'm gonna tell you okay. why. One, I ain't too proud to say this, but I'm gonna say it. I allow my children to eat McDonald's. Okay. Because it's a quick thing for them to get real quick, Brian. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, I go hard for a McDonald's large fry and a McDonald's Sprite. It's something different in they Sprite that Coca-Cola don't send nowhere else. (laughs) They send them a special something. (laughs) That crack probably can take rust off a car battery. I'm sure. That thing hits you in your gut. It's spicy. It is spicy. It is so crunchy. It's a crunchy drink. Nothing on that shoulder. I love a McDonald's, and I don't care where you go: Atlanta, Huntsville, Memphis, Los Angeles. It is consistent. A McDonald's Sprite is gonna burn the back of your neck, and a fresh McDonald's fry is top tier. Nothing, nothing touching the hot fries. You you can grow potatoes in your own backyard. Peel the hull off, wash them and season them, fry them mm. up in the best organic grease you got, and it ain't gonna mm. touch a McDonald's Not a processed fry. I'm telling you Not a chance. the truth. But anyway, people are able to get whatever they like the Big Mac, the McRibs, even who eats a McDonald's rib sandwich is you a different level of sandwich. <laughs> and it's not rib. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it ain't a bone nowhere in that rib, it's just meat. That is pig butthole that you're eating, eating the lining of their hole um, in rib shape and form. Um, McDonald's did not say how much the car was worth, but in 2018, the prize was $52,000. $52,350. That's a lot of McDonald's. That's a lot of McDonald's. That's a lot of McDonald's. And that's really not lifetime because Lois, if I if I win that, Brian, I'm having a McDonald's party. It's going to be a slew of chicken nuggets. French fries. <laughs> and we just gonna be over here just eating all this bad nasty food um, but for those who are interested in winning McDonald's for life you can do so by making purchases on the McDonald's app between December 5th and the 25th so right after Christmas you could be getting the golden crispy Christmas gift of your life and get this McDonald's card <laughs> Jesus was not born for McDonald's but he will share his birthday for you to have access to said luxury Moving right along to light-skinned things, Chance the Rapper and Vic Mensa <laughs> are taking us to the motherland. They letting us know that they are black as well. Chance the Rapper, my one of my favorite rappers, my spiritual son even, Vic Mensa, mm. um, are taking the Black Starline Festival to the next level after announcing a star-studded 
artists lined up, the rappers are giving music lovers around the world easy access to Gunnam ahead of the festival that is going to be on January 6th. Um, the rappers partner with an airline to offer 5 to 10% discount airfares to and from Accra, Ghana, um, to assure music lovers across the world get easy access to Ghana. The rappers made a deal available to persons in North America, Europe, India, the Middle East, Central America, South America, Asia, except Japan, they didn't care about them, and the South Pacific. <laughs> the free concert will be held on January 6th at the Black Star Square. Now, it's a free concert, and you mm-hmm. only get 5% off your ticket, but <laughs> if you can still make it, Chance has provided a way. He laid the foundation, made the way I'm plain. like, really? What more can he do? <laughs> It's a free concert. You just got to get here. You just got to get here. And we give you 5% off. Off your $20,000 ticket, it's 5% off. Because January 6th is tomorrow. That ticket right. is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I needed to plan for that months ago. Listen, <laughs> what? Like... Matter of fact, let me do it. Let me go to Delta.com. I mean, I'm just going to figure this out. Really How much quick. is it going to cost? Yeah. Because uh, the Accra, Ghana. <laughs> and, and we want you, gotta, you probably got to leave on New Year's Day. That's probably the cheapest ticket. Leave on New Year's Day. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> uh, unless you do that uh, Delta, they have the um, little flexible travel. And speaking of Delta, I'm, I'm a gold member now. Shout out to me and Delta, Delta Gold. I'm Delta Gold too. It's a good thing. Wife of Silver. I'm trying to get platinum. I want to get platinum too. That's my goal for next year. Get platinum. And let's say we <clears> let's say we come back right after the concert, so start that travel back on the on the seventh. I did the thirty first through the seventh. That sound about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to take you 18,000 18, hours to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Loading results. Loading results. Free messaging in the air. This is just a little sample. We don't know when y'all going to go. It's loading too long. Oh, shoot. This ticket at, oh, the, gosh. at, at the cheapest level mm-hmm. is $2,546. And it's only one ticket left at that price. So, wait a minute. There's one for $24,483. <laughs> That's the cheapest flight. <laughs> Um, and if you want um, comfort, it ranges from about $3,100. Premium mm-hmm. Select is about $4,800 is the cheapest. And then if you do Delta One, where you can you know lay down on the plane, that is a $12,000 plane oh, ticket that's to it? Accra. That's it. We can, you can take to sleep for $12,000. Um, and they got a lot of options. You're going to go from Atlanta to New York. They got one from Atlanta, New York, straight to Accra. If you feel like um, you want to be a little bit more you know, um, travel, you can go to Atlanta to Amsterdam to Accra, mm, Ghana, or mm. you can do, um, what is C, what is CDG, Brian? What's that? CDG. That sounds familiar. Oh, Paris. Okay. So then you, okay. so they have one, you can do Atlanta to New York, to Paris, to Accra. Um, mm-hmm. and then you got one, you can do Atlanta to Texas, to Paris, to Accra, then Atlanta, Boston. You got options. Yeah, you got options. Okay, so if you want to go, it ranges from about twenty four hundred all the way up to about thirteen thousand, and you will get five percent off of that, <laughs> <laughs> and just a free concert, and That's you can get you a hotel, which costs money. Which let me see, let's do that since we're here. <laughs> it's gonna cost so much, like it's not worth it. Like you know, since we're here, and I love chance, <laughs> but I don't know that y'all sent this this discount out early enough. Right. I'm going to Accra. <laughs> I'm just going to do the Accra Marriott. Okay. Just kind of standard. Okay. Let's do those same nights, the 31st. 
mm-hmm. through the seventh. Check right on that, right after that concert. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's search that. Okay, and I did two travels, one room, so you can split it. Oh, okay. So the Accra Marriott is sold out. Maybe people are coming. Maybe because it's sold out. Um, but you can get the best Western premiere for oh. two hundred and sixty-seven dollars a night. Not a best Western. Not a best Western for two hundred. It's the premiere. It's the best Western. Okay, and then you <laughs> got the Lancaster Accra for two seventeen. You got the Accra Luxury Apartments at the Gardens for four thirty. You got the Washington Court for forty-four dollars a night. Mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Anyway, right. the Marriott is sold out, and that is the only recognizable <laughs> brand that I see. All the other stuff, you might be taking some major risk on. I'm on Hotels.com. Oh, you can stay at His Majesty's Hotel for $112 oh. a night. Oh. And this Jesus picture doesn't look anything majestic. It doesn't look like God <laughs> ever stepped foot. Oh, but that's the only majesty I'd recognize. <laughs> My God. Oh, you can stay at Robin Hood Inn for $99 a night. Okay. Oh, hoeing is happening. <laughs> hoeing is happening at the, at the Robin Hood. Oh, and they got a cocktail and dreams hotel for forty four dollars a night. You guys, forty four dollars, forty four dollars. Oh, forty four dollars. Oh, that's, actually, that's a, that's all these house. hotels are pretty cheap. Like they're in the forties and fifties, except these random hundred and fifty. The Bel Air Crest is thirty three dollars a night. I mean, three hundred and thirty three dollars a night. Um, the Aqua Luxury Apartments are three forty two. Like, I would probably bite the bullet and just get one of these very expensive Whatever. hotels because thirty dollars, forty four dollars a night. No, not not a and no shade to the motherland, but I don't know what's happening for forty four dollars. Forty four dollars. I want to stay nowhere in America for forty four dollars. Not alone no in a whole another country. I have lost your mind. So shout out. So if you know, shout out my nigga Gucci. If y'all like, shout out. <laughs> we need to name that the episode. If y'all, shout out my nigga Gucci. If y'all, if y'all are interested in going, get your ten percent off and and enjoy yourself. Enjoy All the right. Lunch. Chance the rapper just gaslit inflation, and it is a popular <laughs> thing that's happening. Webster Dictionary just dubbed gaslighting the twenty twenty two word of the year is defined as an act. Or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. Gaslighting uh-huh. increased in Google searches by 1,740% this year. And we we kind of understand that, you know, at least in the black community, we found us a word mm-hmm. and we hold on to it. We period. Um, <laughs> all the things. Like we found and we and we do it. And once we kind and then sometimes we don't even use these words in the proper context. Not now, I'm not saying that all those who are claimed to have been gaslit are wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just right. saying I have seen some situations mm-hmm. where gaslighting and maybe toxic and all that kind of stuff was used. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think that was the way in which it was designed to be used. But do y'all think? Right. Uh, shout out to all y'all <sighs> looking up gaslighting. Um, Riri. Riri is giving the people a documentary. Um, according to someone close to Rihanna, they said that the bad girl and the new mom is recording her performances from her upcoming Super Bowl half. She finna do a uh, she finna do a homecoming. She finna give us a background <laughs> situation, right, behind the scenes, a behind the scenes situation. And I ain't even mad at that. Like for real, for real. Um, so for all the Navy who are out there who are super excited about hearing um, Rihanna do her thing. Look out for that documentary. I'm saying this because I'm trying to get to something that's at the bottom of this here billboard that I am so excited to get to. Um, but 
I speculate that it's a huge deal that she signed with Apple um, Plus and the music and all of that other kind of stuff. I don't really have Apple TV, uh, so she needs to figure out another way <laughs> to put that out because, again, I'm not the biggest Rihanna fan, but I promise you that I will watch it if she makes it available. Speaking of availability, Lauren Hill has opened up her availability and she says she's is performing at HBCU. Tom Joyner uh, does an annual crew. Now, whew, I'm trying to find the link. <laughs> HBCU Tom Joyner, Young People Aunties. It does an annual cruise as a fundraiser <laughs> to help send kids to HBCUs. And it was announced that Lauren Hill has been slated to, uh, to join Tom's Fantastic Voyage in 2023. Now, we need to make sure that Lauren knows the docking time <laughs> and that she is on that boat <laughs> prior to the time that it leaves the docking station. Right. Because Miss Hill is known to listen it's to her spirit glorious. and mm-hmm. the ancestors, and which, and until she gets clearance, woman of God don't leave her green room, her hotel, or whatever. She got to feel it. So, you, if you're interested in hearing Miss Hill on this here cruise, pray now, because we don't. Right? Didn't you? Didn't you go see Lori live? Have you seen her? I. <clears throat> I feel like you one of the blacks that have seen Lauren live. Have I seen Lauren Hill live? I, I like don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. No, I meant to go see her live at one point, but we never ended up going. Mm-hmm. So no, I've seen Eric Badu live a thousand times, though. Okay, you saw Eric Badu live. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like you under. know what she, you know what she does to people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what she does, but what she does to people. She, or the, the the gift and tool that she uses, I have not experienced that yet. I would okay. definitely risk my life for it. Oh, risk um, your life! Okay, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure Strong. it's it is something spectacular. My God, my God! Well, we gonna bunny hop right on away from that <laughs> and go <laughs> and go straight on to Hakeem Jeffries, a very very muscular black name uh, of New York <laughs> makes history. House Democrats have selected Hakeem. Ain't that what that man's name was in Moesha? Yeah. yeah. Hakeem Drefford to succeed mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he becomes the first black lawmaker to lead a party in Congress. Jeffries represents New York's 8th Congressional District in Brooklyn and Queens. He's a spring 1989. An OG Difference, mm-hmm. good brother. Initiative yes. of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, the Mu Kappa chapter at Binghampton University. We got an area in Memphis called Binghampton, and it ain't nothing to brag about. I mean, it is the hood. <laughs> you do not, you don't have no business in Binghampton unless you live there, okay? You don't go to Binghampton just to be at Binghampton. So every time I, this is not my first time hearing about Binghampton, I'm like, it's a university, baby. That's the hood. <laughs> that is the hood. <laughs> Did you see Cat Williams' uh, a little bit about Memphis? Said, Ain't no safe zones in Memphis. And he's lying. He's lying. I grew up in Memphis 18 years straight, unscathed. <laughs> and every time I go back, I ain't never had an incident. ain't never been a part of nobody. Because I know I don't I don't I don't go where I ain't supposed to go. And the right. only times I'm really in hood is when I was doing church stuff, because you know every church of God in Christ is Everyone. in the ghetto. Every, every single, single one. one. Every Linwood <laughs> Dillard might be the only exception. He in the suburbs, but be outside of him, it's either ghetto <laughs> or rural. <laughs> That's it. 
Okay. Right. When, when Bishop Mason put that, he started, he founded the church of the cotton gin. Listen. We was destined to be in the hood. <laughs> how you start is how you finish, what my grandma told me. Uh, so anyway, shout out, shout out, shout out my nigga Gucci. Shout out shout High out. King Jeff. We've been doing a lot of shout outs this episode. Yes. And last but not least. Here it goes. Oh, this here be a Considering the ghetto. Now, I'm going to start off here. Y'all know, we know the life and times of Whitney Elizabeth Houston, formerly Brown. Okay. <laughs> you know, known to her family and those who love her the most is Nippy. We know the Nippy. life and times. We know yes. that she was wildly successful, incredibly talented, and we also understand that she had a fair share of struggles, right? So all of that encompasses her life and all the viral moments and all the music <clears throat> that we've grown to love over the course of the years that she was here on earth. And we also know that because of some of her challenges that her voice in her latter years, this is going to make sense when I give, when I let you know what I'm talking about. Her voice mm-hmm. in her latter years wasn't the same voice that we grew to love, but okay. she was still a solid singer. She just couldn't get high. She went from a good soprano, you know, alto, you know, to, <laughs> you know, a good baritone tenor before she, before she flew up out of here. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know my own strength. She was down there. You know, when she, was singing you. Million, when she was singing Million Dollar Baby, she was down there. She sounded like Blue on that Christmas song we played earlier, okay? She was down there. But even in that basement, she uh-huh. was still a solid singer. You can't take that away from her. She just couldn't get as high. For some reason, and I I'm, and I'm, and I'm believe, I'm trying to build this thing up like a good sermon, Brian. For some reason, okay. give me y'all context. You know, the Grammys happen around February and stuff like that every mm-hmm. year. And I believe I'm going to use my, you know, my uh, use some exegesis here. OK, Whitney's movies coming out at Christmas. So mm-hmm. people are going to be back in the, you know, listening to her stuff. Her streams are probably going to go real high. I'm actually going to go to the movies and watch this two hours and some change move. I'm going to go see mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Help us only go. I think it's going to be good because Clive mm-hmm. Davis is over it. And although he loved Whitney, he's still white. And he's going to give yep. us that mess. Uh, so, I, <laughs> so I believe it's going to be good. Um, anyway, um, so her stream is going to be up. So I believe the Grammys took it upon themselves to say, this is a great time to do another tribute mm-hmm. to Miss Houston. Mm-hmm. This is, it is rumored that Jenny from the block, Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> Ben Affleck's ex-wife, Diddy's former concubine, is oh going God. to be on the Grammy stage, likely in Los Angeles, California, where it's usually hail, as some grand gosh. theater. And she is going to do the tribute. Now, I'm going to give you what has been alleged that Miss that Miss Lopez said about the performance. She got on mm-hmm. Cicely Tyson's internet. This is what they mm-hmm. said. J-Lo just revealed with Time Magazine that she is doing a Whitney Houston tribute at the Grammys next year. J-Lo was quoted Jesus. saying, I feel that Whitney's songs fit my vocal range very well. <laughs> I'm going to sing I Have Nothing and I Will Always Love mm. Two Nothing. of Whitney's most vocally challenging songs. Premier First song. of all, you had non-singing Ashanti lying in the choruses for your music. <laughs> Be it on God's green earth. Do you think mm-hmm. your little mulatto Latinx self is going to get up this white man stage honoring this Negro woman with your mm. vocals? Now, Jenny, 
I ain't got nothing against you. You're beautiful. Uh, <laughs> you're a great actress. Beautiful you gowns. Dance a little bit. Beautiful dresses. <laughs> but a Whitney Houston tribute, you do not deserve. Was Was Fantasia busy? Where is Jennifer Hudson's loud butt? Okay. Lassie. Give us a loud. Yolanda Adams. Listen. Ari Lennox. I believe Beyonce. Because Beyonce going to be at that award show. Because mm-hmm. she, she trying to get this award. She would come right. up out of hiding for that. I Listen. believe she would do it. Why was Babyface in the conversation? To curate right. the list of artists who could tribute Miss Houston. Mm-hmm. I, Brian, I am beyond mm-hmm. flabbergasted. Upset, distraught. I feel like a fraud, a scam mm. has been poured on me for Jennifer Lopez. My God. <laughs> In the year of our Lord 2023, if mm. I believe if anything sparks Jesus' desire to come back and sweep up his people, it is mm-hmm. going to be that tribute that's supposed to happen at the Grammys. God ain't pleased. He not. Not, not in that. <laughs> Man, what that woman saying in Hobby Lobby in that viral video? Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what needs to happen. <laughs> get somebody else to do it. Bro, what were they thinking, brother? They not. I, I don't know. Like, J-Lo is not nobody's singer. Nobody's I'd rather hear singing. Alicia Keys singing Ooh, than J-Lo. And that says a lot. A whole lot. that mixed woman <laughs> can't sing either. <laughs> that husband swindler mm. can't sing either. <laughs> So for you to say you rather hear yeah, I keep on falling in and out of love to sing a song, mm-hmm. God. who else they got in the lineup? Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole. Because Keisha Cole gonna press pause on them fish sandwiches and get on the stage. You, know, you gotta say some dinners at every reward show. Listen, give us Keisha Cole. Um, Tisha Campbell. Tisha. <laughs> I'm still. <laughs> oh. oh Jesus. Oh. Why? It's going to be mm. so bad. Where is Dion Warwick? I know Dion Warwick is somewhere crafting a tweet and it's going gonna, it's gonna to send us into stitches. Bring how, Mother Dion. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you do her little cousin like that? <laughs> Speaking of Dion, you remember that clip I sent you of Dion at the B at the, at the BET Awards? Was it the BET Awards singing a tribute to Prince? Was it I th- was it BET or, or, or Grammys? Grammys. No, let me, let's find it. I feel One like the world, the, BET. the world needs to hear this. The world, mm-hmm. the world needs to hear this. I saw this thing. I said, Brian, you can. Oh, here it is. BT. It was the Soul Train Awards. Mm. Oh. It was the Soul Train Awards. Yes. Super, super side note. You remember Durandis came to Cathedral and sang that altar call? I, I remember. And Pastor Moses, she said, I got, it was a song that's in my spirit. <laughs> she put that and in I, no and I, I said, Listen, I was like, I thought she maybe, she maybe, like, you know, wrote her own song, you know. <laughs> she started singing Man in, Man in the Mirror. I was like, what? How did we get here? <laughs> All of that to say, anybody <laughs> would have been better than Jennifer Lopez. 
Mm. Let's just start there. All right. With that being said, understood and accepted, Brian. I'm ready to get up out the ghetto that is the billboard. <sighs> that Terrible. Almost ruined my Christmas spirit. We have a great, great living room conversation. I think we do. we're just going to kind of free ball it a little bit because we got free some ball. ideas. <laughs> and some, yeah, I said what I see. I mean, I got on draws, but we're going to free ball this conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian and I went and saw the Black Panther Wakanda. We did. Not together, mm-hmm. but we saw it. We saw it. And we want to have a discussion about the forevers of Wakanda. So grab your yes. drink, grab your popcorn, your, your Mike and Nikes, whatever your movie stuff is, come into the living room and let's have this good recap movie conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right, we are here at the living room. Thank you all for sticking around um because you know great conversation earlier but this is something i feel like we got to kind of talk about um because you know we are a hub for the culture we are uh you know the culture is us we are the culture and one we just i don't want to say we just i don't want to say celebrated but we are we did we did just celebrate um king chadwick boseman's birthday recently yeah um so it only makes sense for us to talk about Wakanda forever and talk about some of the tribute, some of the symbolism, some of the things we liked about the movie, some things that got us our emotional, all that kind of stuff regarding Wakanda forever. So before we get into the conversation, I'm just throw it out there. Broad, 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 broad. Um, you saw the movie. What were your initial? No, let's go back. What were you, before you saw the movie, what were your expectations or, 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 uh, what were your expectations for the movie prior to seeing the movie? So, I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know that I had expectations. Okay. I kind of figured that it would be good because Ryan mm-hmm. Coogler does an excellent job. The first Wakanda was really miss. good. Um, you know, costuming was is always like top tier in that movie. I think my right. only, I was a little. I think the reason why I didn't have, I'm gonna say it this way. The reason why I didn't have expectations is because I'm not. I don't read the comics, so I'm not a Marvel mm-hmm. fan in that way. But I heard that in the Marvel comic books that there are several versions of the Black Panther mm-hmm. where the original Black Panther isn't the Black Panther. I think right. um, we saw it in the first one where, um, what was Michael B. Jordan's character's name? Uh, Killmonger. Killmonger actually becomes the Black Panther in the in the comic. Mm-hmm. We saw that happen you know, for a while. Um, Shuri becomes the Black Panther. Spoiler alert. So anybody knows, but y'all should have seen it. Um, Shuri becomes the Black right. Panther in the comic, which happened in this movie. And I think there's one other version where something like where the Black Panther is not the actual person. So there's like four different stories, right? Which is typical right. of Marvel because you have like four mm-hmm. or five different of these movies and they all be different stuff with different right. characters and blah, blah, blah. So I was just very interested. I was more interested on how they were going to transition Shuri. Was it going to be yep. like a mm-hmm. she took the flower in the very beginning, just jumped into it, and that clearly wasn't the right. case. Um, so I think my mind was more, I was kind of more consumed around how the transition of Shuri and would it be Mm -hmm. a proper transition? You know what I'm saying? That's what I was more concerned about. Um, And then I also wanted to know, I kind of figured they were going to kill, kill the Mm -hmm. Black Panther, Chadwick's character. But I was also kind of concerned about how it was going to be done. Like, was it going to be a Chadwick Boseman tribute or was it going to be a, um, an actual death of the Black Panther? So I think I had more concerns than expectations if that makes sense 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm I'm with you. I didn't have any expectations. One, because I feel like Marvel, they do a great job of holding everything close to the chest. Yeah. So there's rarely going to be any spoilers, any leaks. Um, Nothing got leaked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even the trailer was pretty vague they're just showing yep. clips and stuff like that <laughs> yeah um but to your point yeah I, I i i knew they had to do something mm-hmm. because clearly your main character the star of the movie star of the franchise yeah is no longer walk on the earth and you let so us you have, know early that you were not going to replace him so. yes <clears throat> so you let us know that you gave us a little bit of that like we're not gonna replace him but we what there was so much like Mbaku. We got freaking is Killmocker. Did he come back? You know, mm-hmm. Shuri in the comics. She was the Black Panther. So we, I think on this uh, show, we we kind of yeah. talked about what we thought would happen. I think both of us kind of said that Shuri might be the Black Panther, which yeah. makes sense. Would be great for not only for just Black women, or just in general, uh, for her to take on this A mantle as the uh, superhero outside of like Wonder Woman. And oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And, and Black Panther was was supposed to be included in a lot of the. The next phase of, of Marvel, like in the Avengers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now having Shuri, uh, Letitia Wright in this role, and now in a more of a prominence of, of of women in these major next series of Marvel and Avengers and stuff like that is gonna be great as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I didn't have any expectations. I just kind of felt that it was gonna be good. Yeah. Um. Because Ryan Coogler just does not miss. He yeah, has he not put job. out anything that was that was bad. Yeah. And I was literally watching the movie and I'm going to kind of transition. I was watching the movie and I was thinking, dang, this is Ryan Coogler made this movie like a black as black could be filmmaker mm-hmm. from the hood. He's from Oakland, like Oakland, Oakland. Um, and based off of his talent and a door being open to him, yeah, he got this opportunity to make a, a great film. And it's the crazy thing is like, when given the opportunity, and this is not in my notion like that, but given the opportunity, he excelled. Yes. And not only excelled, he like he put out multiple classics. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that's again, this has nothing to do with the notes, but this is to see how when black folks get opportunities. Yeah. We like it. and it and we, it's successful every time. Like just speaking on Black Panther alone, yeah. like it neither one of them flopped. Not like, not at all. And if there's a third, which you know we'll get to, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. It's going to be because now we want to know what little Chadwick. <laughs> you yeah, know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, what that what that's like. Um, so I just wanted to say that I just you know, kudos to to Ryan Coogler, man. Mm-hmm. You made some great works from Fruitvale Station. If you haven't seen Fruitvale Station, I, I haven't seen Fruitvale Station. Oh no, it's one of those things to where like I didn't watch it when it came out, and I've just mm-hmm. never taken the time. Okay. To watch it. It's not that I'm boycotting anything like that. I've never just stopped okay. and watched it. That's that's literally right. it, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was his first film. It was an ind- yeah. independent film. Michael B. Jordan. True story. Phenomenal work. And I'm not a big Michael B. Jordan acting fan. I think that I, has I, a I little to do with it, too. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Because, I mean, spoiler a, alert, he yeah. was in this movie and his acting was terrible. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, what? you know, and, and we can be honest on this podcast. Michael B. Jordan is a handsome man. Yes. Very in shape. He seems like on social media, he has a great personality. Um, but an actor, he's just. Mm. And I know and it's this is thing, but he's just. He's just, he ain't, he don't got strength. <laughs> and it's sad because I feel like because of his exposure and his looks, he could, he could have had the. Where Chadwick Boseman was going to oh. where you were like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Michael Ooh, B. Jordan, God, if he had great, the 
the talent. Such a great point. Him. Yes, yes. Because of his physical appearance and everything, if he had the the talent of a Chadwick, he oh. he literally could have been unstoppable. The next Denzel, because where you yeah. know, because you know, our mamas them used to throw their panties at Denzel. Oh yeah, and, and that <laughs> man being attractive, you know, being a heartthrob of his time, in addition to him literally showing the type of acting range and stuff yeah. that he has. It, he, like, Michael B. Jordan would have literally been on. He would have been on. Kind of like yeah. the trajectory that Chadwick was on. Like, um, like Chadwick was killing the game. No message. Nobody was touching him in terms of like that kind of generation of black men actors. Like there were some no. good ones, Mahershala Ali and stuff like that. But Chadwick mm-hmm. was in a to me, and this is not <sighs> even because he was dead. Is you know has passed on. He was in a class of his own, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like and his last performance in that. Blues thing with Viola mm-hmm. Davis, oh, and I don't, and I don't even really like film adaptation of plays, but that one, <clears throat> he uh, Chadwick Boseman is he will forever in my in my opinion be an icon. Oh yeah, um, he going down as a goat for sure. I don't care if yeah, he, even though he didn't win that Oscar, I do not care. That man yeah. is an icon. He's one of the greatest to, to grace the big screen. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, All right. <clears throat> so within that uh, transition, yes. Um, the movie they 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 did something in terms of showing the transition. Yes. Um, brought about by grief. That uh, there was a moment. Yeah, that funeral. So what what are your thoughts about that? Like how I thought it was the most elegant. It was. Oh, it gave it gave um, me church of God with all that white. It wasn't it wasn't sanctified. it good. All we needed was wasn't holy, holy, good? holy. Listen, and it was so regal and yes. elegant, it's deserving and of a king, classy man. Oh, man. Like at at one point, like it, I almost broke. I almost mm-hmm. broke because it was a, it was just a moment, like yeah. a like a kind of reminder, like oh, this guy is really not here, and yeah. he's and not I, coming and I back. I think that the, the emotional tie too is like, and we'll get to this with Angela Bassett a little bit later, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like yeah. the character just died, like. Chadwick was beloved, yes, in the industry and specifically in the black community. So it mm-hmm. was almost like our it was our funeral too. Like we yeah. were able to find because this is his. This will literally be the last time we see him on screen in any mm-hmm. capacity. You know, it's something new, right? We'll always have replays yeah. and stuff. But this is the and I think this was like the this was like jumping forward to go back. Mm-hmm. This was the burning of the of the funeral garments for the fans. Yes, and it was this was the end for us, and I yes. think that's why it was so like so. We grieved the character, and it was our last time to grieve Chadwick. And while some people I've heard some commentary, specifically that chick Angel, it's her opinion. She felt like like we didn't need that. Like she was like I wanted. Yeah, she was she her like, like you can go back and listen to the episode I think from two weeks ago or something. She was like it felt like a a big tribute and less of a Black Panther movie, and. Her opinion, you know, and I didn't agree with it, but I give people space to have their opinions. But I, I would say I felt like from a fan's perspective, because it was really, in my opinion, only two moments that were big tributes. It was that one and yeah. then the very end. Exactly. Um, in the very end. So, right. and, and of course, and when you're dealing, and just like real grief, and, I'm, and I hate to use her example as a, as a point, but I want to make the point that just like real grief, kind of like you spoke about with your mom and things like Tyler Perry, I actually read a caption from Tyler Perry, and I, I, I'm not going to quote Tyler Perry often, but mm-hmm. in one of his quotes, he was, did a tribute to Takeoff. He said, grief cannot be scheduled. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And I think that was the underlining, one of the underlining themes in that movie. Like, yes, yes, we mourn Chadwick, but everything that happened was because that man died. Right, right, right. And I think that the, and the, and so while you could have this argument that it was a tribute to Chadwick, the actor, and not Black Panther, but let's just say just the character died. The Mm -hmm. shift in the kingdom is a major part of what's outside of the drama with the um, the Mayan people, right? Mm -hmm. But even how they handle all of that was very much indicative or reflective of what Chadwick, the Chadwick's absence. And the fact that there was even no Black Panther for a long part Mm -hmm. of that movie. You see what I'm saying? So all of that, you know, if let's just say we take the natural part out of it. If the character has simply passed away, and because I feel like, and this is jumping ahead again, with the Avengers, the original, and I know they did the move, the, the TV show where there's a new black um, Captain America, mm-hmm. but let's just say that never happened. You got to deal with Iron Man and all them people dying. Yeah. Especially Iron Man. Like Iron Man was the Avenger, right? Yes. So you can't like, so his death or the new person is going to be very much, it's going to very much influence, I would say, the next set of moves. And you can't really yep. just jump to the next thing without... That's why right. I think Disney have been doing all these shows so that they can have yep. these transitions because you can't you can't Mm-mm. deal so with much. everything that happened. You can't just jump to a new Avengers without transitioning us. Because yeah, yep. you ended it, but major people died, all this other different kinds. So anyway, I would say I think it was emotional in that way. It was so regal, it was beautifully done. And mm-hmm. then um you saw the range of grief. Yeah. And even though it was an African country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it spoke to the black community how some of us just we mourn, we cry, we yeah. always how some of us try to be real strong, mm-hmm. um, ignore it. What what's the launch that try to sleep it away, smoke it away? Mm-hmm. Like we try to do all the things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It won't go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that two points I I wanted to pull out, and one mm-hmm. was one was the tribute, which was great, and I don't yeah. know what that trick Angel was talking about because it wasn't that much tribute it was a tribute mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah and then marvel that little marvel vignette tribute and then mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. appropriate right for sure um because because it really dealt with shuri's um her stages of grief yes you know what i'm saying and 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 to your point like that's that's what life is life is you're dealing with different stages and then and honestly i went I'm talking about neymar in a second but he was dealing with his stages of grief but he was kind of stuck in the anger of, mm-hmm. you he know, never, yep, he never got past that stage. He never got out of it, and just like um, Killmonger, never got out of it. So never it was kind of like, Shuri, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I understand to be up. I want vengeance. I'm, you know, and she didn't and hit her until deep in the movie. Yeah, she didn't until deep in the movie, and then on, let's just kind of talk about it now. Um, the when grief hits, um, there are other things. This is you, Shuri, as an example. She, her, her brother dies. Mind you, a couple years before, then her dad dies, right? <laughs> loses her dad. Yep. Loses her brother, which is uh, her best friend. Her best loses friend. Her best yep. friend. Then, while all of that country gets attacked, all that kind of stuff, you're not dealing with that. Then you lose your mom in the midst of all of that stuff. Your, and when your mama died trying to save a little girl that y'all wouldn't let die. And not to say that y'all couldn't let her die, but if y'all would just let them folk kill that girl. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So you, so that's an additional pressure. Like I did the right thing by saving her, but saving her killed oh. my mom. Oh, talk about that. Let's talk about that for a quick second. The the, the yeah. feeling of when you're doing the right thing, and all the wrong. The right thing brings about terrible consequences. And and that's life. I feel like yep. is 
Sometimes you can be doing all the right things, and life will and, happen, and life will happen. <laughs> life will happen. It will mess you up, um, and that's why. Just to not to make it about me, but just to kind of, you know, y'all know on the jigsaw, we love to have greater mm-hmm. conversations, right? And, right. um, but like I'm in this season where it's been like blessing after blessing after blessing, mm-hmm. and I've been trying yeah. to navigate it very well because mm-hmm. I also know with these kind of seasons comes ebbs mm-hmm. and flows and highs and yep. lows of life, and there yep. have been a few times I've experienced those in the midst, like even at Afrotech on my biggest day, mm-hmm. I'll be very transparent. Me and Asha was in the midst of one of our deepest arguments for 2022. Wow. So mm-hmm. I didn't even have this, didn't feel like I had the support of my wife. Mm-hmm. I knew she couldn't be there physically, right? Because it was middle right. of the week, blah, blah, blah. But I, we were literally, shout out to T.I., at odds mm-hmm. on what was notably the biggest moment of my career, right? Mm-hmm. So I say that to say all these things were lining up, but then this right. very boom, like it took away, in my opinion, from yeah. the, the, the the gravity of the moment. And in this situation, y'all were, you know, got the girl back. You were low-key successful. You didn't escape bondage. Mm-hmm. And then in the midst of all this, like, not only did your mama die, but your mama pretty much was murdered. Like, oh, yeah. That was a, like, he he flooded that place and he knew it was going to kill her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, and, and that's... And then she and tried to save the girl, too. In the midst, like, she didn't even save herself. She died. Mm-hmm. Not only did she was murdered, but attempting to save her at her old age, mm-hmm. you know, it could... And, Side note, Angela Bassett acted. She played that queen in this movie. She did. She, she and did. I know Marvel and comic movies don't get Oscars and stuff, but she deserves some flowers for this performance. She yeah. healed. This was she, an amazing she, performance. Yeah, she did a wonderful job. Like, and and Marvel. This is one of the one Marvel movies where I feel like they give us drama. Mm-hmm. They give us acting. Yes, they give us emotions and they and they mm-hmm. take us in places and yes. spaces where yes. you know like I feel like we we don't normally get in Marvel movies. Like mm-hmm. real life um, But you know issues, what I think that's accredited to though, Brian? Going back mm-hmm. to Ryan Coogler. Like and this yeah. is why representation is important. Like yep. it is a superhero movie, but the way he captured like me and Brian always say this. Black people are not a monolith, but there are right. some universal truths that exist in our community. And the right, way right. he captures those truths in, in these films, mm-hmm. it's like like you said, what we experience is probably every black family. In that movie, especially with yeah. grief, every black family has that. Like when the yeah. mama disbanded the, the, the guardian girl, she wasn't queen no more. She was mama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... And and, and and that's and that was funny because she she literally said like mother like mom what are you doing and she wasn't not her natural mother but like spiritual like mm-hmm. a person I looked up to as like my mother like yeah like so even within that it was like it I you know and earlier I think you asked me like what are my thoughts about Black Panther and I I hesitated because there's so much yeah, you know what I'm saying there's loaded. literally so much not enough time to really go through everything and. It was just so much. One of the things I was thinking about too, as far as um, the um, uh, I, I want to go there. I'm gonna go back. Uh, okay. The unresolved trauma. Okay. Of of multiple characters of Black Panther. I kind of feel like that is a mm-hmm. a um, a common theme okay. of unresolved trauma. Mm-hmm. Killmonger unresolved trauma. That nigga um, came from the afterlife. Still made. <laughs> Still mad. Shuri unresolved trauma. Namor, mm-hmm. his whole storyline, yes. in essence, was unresolved yep. trauma, grief, and then when it turned, the trauma turned into the 
into the anger and the mm-hmm. retribution and the mm-hmm. vengeance and your whole life was based off of just this unresolved trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the queen, I would say losing, I think losing her husband and son. Yeah. And why, And I think that was, I mean, she's a mother, but that contributed mm-hmm. to how protective she was and how she yeah. didn't care about, I forget the, um, the lead warrior woman's name. Mm-hmm. I know I'm terrible with names. Um, but that contributed to her, like taking her away from her rank. She did not care. You yeah. put my daughter at risk. Mm-hmm. Forget this yeah. kingdom. That's my mm-hmm. boy. That's my only child. That's the, that's all I got left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she functioned in that way because, mm-hmm. like you said, of out trauma and grief yeah. and just yeah. you know she because I don't know that she would have been as protective if Chad would yeah. was still here. You know all these different no, kinds of no, things, no. right? Right, yeah, because it's well, to, not Chad, but the her. Black Panther, and you know, you just you know, yeah. I think that's one that's one character that is hard to separate oh, the man no, from the. He from the is, character. he is, he the, is I think the out of Panther. all the things he's played, he's the Black the Black Panther, Panther will, will forever yeah. be him. Yeah, um, and it's interesting the Kobe parallel, Black Mamba, Black Panther, like mm-hmm. it's the whole the whole thing. Um, but within that, I think you know the idea of um the trauma then uh kind of uh, controlled the way they moved. Yes. Right, and like you said, as far as if my husband wouldn't have been out there doing king stuff and being exposed to the world, he wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. We don't know why uh, T'Challa passed away. What well, assuming mean, he was? They mean, they made some mention on um of like, like he was illness. sick. He did okay. have an illness, and then because I think Shuri even said he didn't ask. By the time he asked me for like a science yeah. solution, it was too late. So they they kind of mm-hmm. played into the. They the brought real, real life into it. And I think, and mm-hmm. if you think about it, with the type, you remember in the first one, he was a man of pride. Yeah. So I, th- I it was kind of a believable narrative in the sense that he probably hid his sickness. Uh, and then when he finally realized I ain't going to make it, you know, in the mm-hmm. Marvel world, is when right. he reached out and they couldn't do nothing. Right, right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you said a word that I kind of wrote down when I was in the theater. Okay. Pride. Mm-hmm. What level of pride or how did pride play a Role in that movie for you? Ooh, everywhere. Positive, negative, all kinds. Because I know there's different levels of pride or different mm-hmm. types of pride. Yep. I think there was the pride of um, Shuri in some regard, not mm-hmm. acknowledging her grief and thinking mm-hmm. she was above it. Right. Like even when her mother tried to get her to, you know, burn the rags and stuff, she was like, nope, that ain't going to do nothing for me. Mama is not going to bring him back. And right. ultimately, the healing that she needed was rest in acknowledging. Because we saw that at the end. Right. Yeah. Um. Going back to what's the man name from the Mayan people? Uh, Neymar. Neymar. Yes. Neymar. His whole it was it was it was the pride of what he built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I won't be infiltrated. We're the because he even told them like y'all can't defeat us. Right. I'm going to I will destroy. Like he he knew like you know what I'm saying like that was he knew he was that nigga in a sense right. Um. And even um Umbakunim in a sense like oh, yeah like. Wakanda, the Wakandans were mm-hmm. so like caught up in their own strength that when they were attacked, like even when he tried to fight old boy, dude, he, one shot knocked him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was yeah. it was the whole huh. thing. I like, think and I think all of that, you know. And I hate to be you know super spiritual, but like pride comes before destruction. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think because even at the very end when when Shuri, the new Black Panther, and Namor, Namor, mm-hmm. um, got into their fight, like. He was willing. He was willing to like die. Oh yeah. And she spared him. So I think it was the. It was all of, like he wasn't expecting the Black Panther 
Like that was the, even though I think they were stronger, what he didn't realize that the Black Panther had a different level of strength. Oh yeah. And he oh, stabbed yeah. that girl in the stomach and she still <laughs> she still came back, you know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. I think everything was was wrapped around I think the whole movie was wrapped around even the United States. Like yeah. and we see this with this racist country all the time. Mm-hmm. We y'all got something we want and the way that they feel like they needed access to that little smart girl at Harvard and all that different kind of stuff to kind of mm-hmm. infiltrate systems. Like everything was kind of centered around the the greed of what yeah. of what you felt like you were entitled to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because the funny thing is like you're like literally saying words that I had just wrote down, like American greed, evil. Mm-hmm. Um and when I was thinking about pride and another aspect was um when I was watching the tribute at the beginning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just hearing the sound of our people. Like some yeah. level of pride, like rose up, like oh man, like this is this is us, and that's a positive spin on it, yeah. <clears throat> like this is this is our sound, and and something inside of me was like, like some things you don't know that you need unless you you hear them. You're like yeah. oh man, like I need to hear this sound. I need the to collective. connect with this culture. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, yeah, and it was funny was the fact of like, um, even with talking about Baku and stuff like that, when when time of crisis happened, pride says I'm going to protect my people, and we're going to come together. And and do something about it. Yep. I think one of the uh, terrible narratives that we hear in the, in the black community is, "Oh, black people never support each other. We always divide." But yep. and there's there's plenty of times when somebody's a, a attacking our community. Yeah. Um, we may not disagree on everything. We may not be a monolith, right? Mm-hmm. But in most, in a lot of cases, when someone is coming against our community, we're gonna put our differences aside. For sure. And we are going to and we're going to come together. Like y'all can, we can talk about each other. But y'all can't talk y'all about can't us. talk about us. Yeah, that's the thing. And and, and that was a a beautiful thing in the movie. I saw. I mean, but no, no. I was just going to say, <clears throat> even in that Umbaku from the first Black Panther to this one was, you know, clearly or very vocal about his disagreements about how certain things were done in the kingdom. Yeah. But it was time to step up for Wakanda. None of that matters. Yeah. Is you know because yeah. I'm a Wakanda <laughs> too. At the end of the day, like I might be, in, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of like in a regular city. I might be in a different neighborhood. <clears throat> But this is this is our town. This is our country, right? And yeah. um, we gonna stand up for what's um, for what's in the best benefit of preserving what we have yeah. here. Because I might not agree, but at the same time, I ain't even let nobody come here and destroy it. Um, oh yeah, without a so, doubt. So that is the positive sense of like that black pride, that country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard to have American pride because I don't have a lot of that. But uh, I have a lot of black pride. Yeah, I have, but, I have yeah. pride in our culture. I have pride. Really, I have a lot of pride into. Um, in terms of where we came from, like ancestry, you know what I'm saying? And I know people, and that was another thing, common thing you see in Black Panther, just in general, uh, the ancestors and stuff like that. But I really do have pride in our ancestors, like what things we overcome, what we come from and all that kind of stuff. So I have no, I have no, I, I'm, I'm not one of those people who's super spiritual and be like, don't talk about the ancestors. Like, no, like if I mean, if our ancestors, our moms, our dads, our grandparents, mm-hmm. folks that went on before that did all of these great things, we have, we have nowhere to stand on. Um, a couple more points, and I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, okay. Some things I thought about. Uh, one was the importance of mantles. Mm. The like Juanita um, Bynum's mantle from her prayer institute. <laughs> the prayer mantle. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, mantles legacy, um, being prepared for you know for something that yeah. comes or being unprepared. Like what does that look like? Um, is the is what does that look like in 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 our community, our culture, sure. in your in your life? What does it look like sure. to you, like man? I think one of the greatest tragedies of the black community in terms of legacy mm-hmm. is that we're not often equipped with tools 
for transition. Yeah. I think a lot of us are getting better at it now, having those mm-hmm. tough conversations with our grandparents and our parents and making sure mm-hmm. things are in order. Because we've all heard the stories about grandparents who had some insurance policy from the 50s mm-hmm. and them, that place ain't even open no more and, you know, all right. this different kind of stuff and um, making sure that, you know, and seeing stuff like even celebrities like your Aretha Franklin's and all these who didn't have wheels and Aretha had mm-hmm. three different wheels and they were all handwritten and <laughs> All this different yeah. kind of stuff. So making sure that, you know, while they're uncomfortable conversations happening in place. But so I think as a community, I don't think that we're always prepared for transition because we often right. live in a space of enjoying the now and reverencing the now. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's one end of it. The second part of it, though, is um, I think there's a lack of preparation because. And we take the Black Panther as an example. Even with our grandparents, think about our grandparents. My grandma right mm-hmm. now is 96. Yeah. And I know that she's in the latter years of her life. <clears throat> she's a very healthy mm-hmm. and strong 96. Right? Yeah. And she does have things in place. She, she, I give it to my grandma. She got her funeral already paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, she up. got insurance policies in order. She then gave us a map of her house to figure out where she got money hidden. <laughs> she got all that <laughs> stuff. You know, all that she you know, wheeled her home. And all she, all that stuff is in place. However, um, because she's such a strong and healthy 96, there's a level mm-hmm. of preparation for who's taking that matriarch mantle that I don't think, I don't think that she, she willingly is passing on. I'm going to say it that way. Um, sure. Because for example, right. I wouldn't have any grandmamas. My grandma's a baker. I wouldn't have any of that without, mm-hmm. unless I, until I asked. And she's yeah. like, she going to get it because she loves to bake. So she will get excited mm-hmm. if you say, teach me how to do a sweet potato pie or whatever. Right. But she's not going to be like, come in here and let me show you so we this can live. Like, that ain't her thing. Um, and I think that's something that's kind of common in particularly the black community. We're not we're not duplicating ourselves or duplicating some of the, you know, the traditions and the things that happen. And I think, and, and I'm going to say this against our own generation, I think sometimes we get so caught up and not being Gen X and baby boomers, yeah. that we mm-hmm. miss out on some of the yeah. really good things, yeah. um, some of the cultural things um, that 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 I feel like we need um, in in this new generation. Kind of like think about the um, just Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of us are doing non traditional stuff, but at some point, I'm gonna still mm-hmm. want some turkey and dressing. And yeah. if you are so gung ho on doing a seafood boil, when it's time to make the dressing. And you don't know what to do. <laughs> and you looking yeah. at, you know, um, Martha Stewart's recipe and that ain't going to hit like grandma dress. Right, you see right. what I'm saying? So I think, I mean, yeah. I know that's a trivial example, but to your point, I think that transition has to be intentional. And even yeah. Black Panther showed us that while his death may have been unexpected, at some point he had to know that he, even just at the death of his father, should have mm-hmm. informed the character, right? That I'm not, because he, shoot, he died in the first one. Yeah. Technically, so like, <laughs> if this happens mm-hmm. again, how am I preparing yeah. Shuri or whomever to be mm-hmm. the next Black Panther? And I mean, we see it, Brian. We see it in the church. We see it all over the place. Like, oh, yeah. transitions yeah. aren't usually done well, and it's right, unfortunate. Right, right. Right, right. And I agree with that. I think you know, oftentimes we we hold on to certain things in certain mm-hmm. places, spaces. Um, fear of our own shadow fear of being yeah. forgotten yeah i think that's one of the biggest things why people don't want to give up things because they don't want to be forgotten or yeah. left out yeah um but you can still be remembered um one thing i was thinking about this fact that we said to your point earlier 
<clears throat> a lot of these traditions, and I think our generation kind of, we hate the word tradition. Yeah. And it's like a bad word in our generation, tradition. But I feel like tradition is important. For um, sure. And to your point, and I know you said it's trivial, but I think to the greater <laughs> spectrum, that a, a recipe is not trivial. Because yeah, yeah. your grandma might have got it from somebody else and then got it from somebody else. And that's a 100, 200 year old bro, recipe. Bro, and yes. that's that's oral tradition. That yes. is yes. you're literally tasting food, right? That has been perfected and nurtured and loved and and passed down food that probably helped us survive. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to your point, like I feel like we should do a better job of being like, hey. I know it's a tough conversation, but let me get that recipe. Let me get mm-hmm. that because uh, I don't know if y'all seen the movie Coco. Um, it's mm-hmm. uh, on mm-hmm. Disney, mm-hmm. and when people start forgetting about you, then you die, right? So I think that stuff like that is really important. Um, but because I even we had the conversation with my mom recently, uh, my mom makes bomb dressing. My mom makes a couple things that she can just do well, and and Lauren was like, and this is sounds bad, like she was like, if your mom dies, like. Who make, who makes the dressing? Like, cause that's the only person that makes the dressing when we do Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, "Yeah, my dad makes dressing, but it ain't your mom's dressing." Like, so we might need to figure out what that recipe is or get the recipe so it doesn't get lost, right? Mm-hmm. My mom makes peach cobbler. She got that from her her godmom. Her godmama doesn't exist anymore. So my mm-hmm. mom was the only person with that recipe. You know what I'm saying? So I think things that are important, passing of the mantles, yeah. traditions, I yeah. think need to be a thing that we need to be more intentional about. Yeah. Um, and and I feel like, I feel like that should be something that our generation probably should take up, is to uh, intentionally sit down with our elders, yep. um, and, yep. and try to get the information, and to then say, you know, Josh, Jaden, Brooklyn, Kari, you know, what I'm saying, y'all need to know this information mm-hmm. uh, earlier, sooner rather than later. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, and I think <clears throat> piggybacking on it, and that's great that you called that out because it's not trivial, right? Because I think about. Just going back, you said the, the the traditions of those recipes and what they mean. Yeah, my grandmother has a tenth grade education. Mm-hmm. She learned how to. She told it was like fourteen of them. She said her mother told her every child was responsible for like specializing in something. Right. Mm-hmm. So Celestine Harris had enough wisdom to know that all fourteen of y'all need to be a master of something in addition mm-hmm. to all the hard work. And right. I can imagine if my grandma had a 10th grade education, my great grandma probably had an elementary education. Oh, right. I believe. Which, and yeah. this is what we know. My grandmother, she said, she said, mama told me I cooked the sweets. So my grandma know mm. how to cook. Like greens, like yeah. she's good. But sweets yeah. is her thing. And Brian, you you are a baker. You yeah. know baking is different than regular cook. It's a oh, science. Yeah, you if, can't, if, you if can't that, just. If that flour was a little mixed. bit too much, it's, like it, it's, it's, it's messed up. So I say all that to say yeah. with that limited education and resources, they figured mm-hmm. out how because my grandma's caramel cake is homemade and, and not yeah. just putting pep milk in water and boiling it. I'm talking about starting from granulated sugar, melting it down into mm. a liquid form in a cast iron skillet. Wow. And whipping caramel like and like understanding when it's exactly ready, when to mm-hmm. turn that heat off so it don't turn into candy. It can it's like. I've seen yeah. her do it and I'm still yeah. struggling. And like and, and her and bro, when she say all you need is one half of a fourth of this, I'm like, I don't know what that is. But in her brain, <laughs> she's figured out yeah. the exact whatever yeah. that exact thing is. And as I'm constantly asking, writing down, I'm playing with it because I know again, my grandmother's in her latter years. 
at mm. some point, because my I don't I'm not a big cake eater, but the her caramel cake, bro, I will eat that double layer joint by myself in two days. Wow, that's how good it is to me. <laughs> and yeah. when if when she gets up out of here, if mm-hmm. if if I don't do it, bro, that cake is gone. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I've I've gotten her sweet potato pie pretty pretty good, but like my mom mm-hmm. loves my grandmother's lemon meringue pie. When she's up out right. of here, it's gone. Yeah, my grandma makes her chocolate cake from scratch. The cake and mm. the like, she puts, she melts Hershey bars, like mm. down, and not the ones you buy in the front. I'm talking about the Hershey you buy on the baking aisle. That that, yeah, that yeah, block yeah. of chocolate, chocolate. Yeah, and yeah, whips that joint down and uses pure cocoa powder. I'm talking about like right. it is a decadent chocolate cake. Like those, you tasted those fried apple pies. Like she made that dough. Yeah. Was like that was just flour a few hours ago. Like that wasn't uh-huh. Pillsbury pre-roll. Like she was in there right. kneading that stuff and letting yeah. it sit and just. I mean, mm-hmm. so again, to your point, it is. It's. I don't. I, I think is. I think it's bigger than it'll be missing. I think it is the yeah. the beauty around the creation of it. Like we were we yeah. were given nothing and we got yeah. in the kitchen and mm-hmm. were divinely inspired and taught. I'ma say to create yeah. these things that people are going to school. Oh yeah, right? and and not to discredit chef school, but like, yeah. like they didn't like they were just in there. We gonna make a chocolate cake, right? And, <laughs> and it was a chocolate cake. We, we gonna make yeah. a caramel cake, and we gonna turn this 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 condensed milk into icing, and we gonna you know all these different. Right. So anyway, I, I think that was a great point. We gotta get to the place, and even if it's not a hard conversation, you can do what I do with my grandma. Grandma, I want to know how to make sweet potato pie. Yeah, and you just. I, I last summer I bought a bunch of dessert stuff and I got in the kitchen. I got off about five six hours and we was just in there cooking stuff. Just cooking stuff. And yeah. I'm gonna do that and, this and Christmas. It, <clears throat> do intentionality. Mm-hmm. It's intentionality. I, I I will say that because that's would be my encouragement um, for everybody is to find those things. And I think this I, I think I'm about to wrap up right now. Um, find those things, whatever it is. Get those traditions. Um, Regarding that final thoughts, uh, I was there's two things I want to talk about. I feel like we were a little running a little little long on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get that d- deep into black and brown unity. I felt like that was something that uh, that was played really well. Um, and as a person from California, I understand the strengths of our Latinx community, uh, our black folks all over the United States and all over the world. So imagine all the Latinx folks, all the brown people got together and literally namor said he said man he said ain't nobody touching us down here ain't nobody touching them up there and if they need us we come together we can destroy everybody listen and wouldn't it be so beautiful in real life the blacks and the browns really yes got together we would we would yes. literally be unstoppable we would take america over without a doubt it it, it could literally but of course the divide and conquer is always a thing you know oh, yeah. folks in the middle and white supremacy, making us that, hate that, that 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 yeah. ocean that is white supremacy always yeah. has some of us wanting whiteness and i think that's what yeah. stops us the most and i'm just gonna be honest. right like, I, I said all those white- jokes about jennifer lopez and i stand by them in terms of her singing but if like yeah. it ever came a point to support her her family whatever like i ain't got nothing against jennifer like her like her right. history her struggle is par- mm-hmm. her, of her people is parallel to mine, right? Right. And so I don't, I don't, I don't have anything against. That. I just understand like the systemic issues that causes us to have said divide, mm-hmm. and you know it's unfortunate that it exists because I promise you, bro, just like the Mayans and them Wakandans, we can yeah. get together, brother. Listen and do some crazy things. Grace, crazy. What Mama Joe saying? Soul food. If you, if you get a, that fist to strike a mighty blow, 
Sure can. Yeah, and Mama Joe was a bad mama. And I'm gonna just tell y'all right now, that was, <laughs> she was toxic. She, she was the root of all them girls' issues. But mm-hmm. Mama Joe had some wisdom about that mighty. Yeah, that was smart. <laughs> Get together, we can do anything. Yep. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I wasn't talking about gatekeeping, but again, I think we're running because I feel like gatekeeping. Don't mention it, it real quick. Don't go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I, I think the you saw it. <sighs> Neymar was like, "Y'all niggas stupid for not gatekeeping." Because mm-hmm. as soon as y'all opened up y'all border, that's when, you know, literally we see it right now. When black people allow people into our culture, mm. it gets ransacked. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and in history, white folks, their colonization. Let me think of something. Colonization and even black and brown people. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's use mm-hmm. it. For the history of black and brown people, we have been open to as friends and all that kind of stuff. White folk come in. We're like, oh, all right, cool. We'll be, we'll, we'll, we're fine. We're, we loving people. And what do they do? They kill us. They take us. They, they colonize. They take all of our resources. Take our yep. culture. Yep. Make money off of it and then sell yep. it back to us. Brown folks in South America and and in the Central America in America, the United States of America, right before it was before what it was North America. What happened? Folks came in mm-hmm. on boats. Hell, we said, all right, cool. You know, we we love you. And then colonization, murder, persecution, uh, sickness, all that kind of stuff. And you decimated these. So that's been the same plight of the brown folks and the black folks has been, I think, in in this movie with pointing out a lack of gatekeeping mm-hmm. um, and saying like, <clears throat> no, this is ours and I don't care yeah. if you need it or not. It's just I'm ours. not going to give it to you. I'm not gonna. I, I I agree with Neymar. I'm not going to um, help you out if it endangers my whole yep. my whole civilization. Because imagine if vibranium was real. Yeah. What America the like? America wouldn't do anything good with that. Not they would likely just like in colonization, they would take it, tear Wakanda up. Oh yeah. Real and all the other kind of stuff, and call it peace. And we want to be the blah 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 blah. All that foolish they would lie to say. They're what mm-hmm. they're doing, but the world wasn't in danger when they was hoarding it for themselves and using no, it, right? Y'all right. just want it because you don't have anything as powerful. But we ain't right. messing with y'all. We ain't mm-hmm. touched y'all. If y'all need yep. our help, we might show up. But that's right. you know what I'm saying. But that's about as much as I can promise you, mm-hmm. my friend. You know what I'm yep. saying. I think that is so true. And and I said, ooh, I thought of something because it made me think about you know the the majorettes at USC. Yep. You ain't heard a thing from them girls. Mm-mm. And I and I don't want to be and again I wasn't against I was let me make this very clear I was not against those girls creating their space mm-hmm. at USC. My worry that me and Brian always said was one or two things were going to happen. They were going to mm-hmm. get pretty much thrown away and forgotten about, which has mm-hmm. happened, or it was going to be once it was adopted by USC, it wasn't going to be the same authentic thing. No. that it once was and it's not to say that you gotta go to an HBCU but what it is to say that certain things about our culture are only gonna be the lived experience of that is only yeah. gonna exist in its total in its total excellence within mm-hmm. the behind the gate and yeah. when you take it outside the gate now cause I won't be surprised if mm-hmm. the USC dancers start imitating some of those moves and then they're yeah. gonna say you don't need this anymore like we, have, we have some we have, have a dance team y'all can join our team and they may offer right. spots to y'all, but they're not right. because they're not going to make you an official part of their band. You know what I'm saying? Like so, and that was that was my fear. Like, and then 
all the media stuff to say, oh my God, oh my God. But nobody was calling out Southern and Jackson State and all these other no. majorette teams who have been killing it for right. decades. Like yeah. y'all treated it as if this was like TikTok. Like this right. was a brand Box new app and, and Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> like no, these girls been been wearing these glittery suits and stuff since the fifties, and I don't know how old it was, but since I've seen old pictures of bands, and these right. dresses have been out here killing it. So I say I make that example to say, just like you said, like certain things I really believe are is FUBU. It's for us and by us. Yeah, and it has to be because we know the history, the deep yes. history of this country. We gotta guard it, and if that means yeah. it's kind of like the B, I, I talk a lot about BET, but the mm. BET awards are coveted. Like I yeah. ain't gonna really watch them, but some stuff is just ours. Like like we said about the Chris Brown, Michael Jackson, the, like AMAs want to play, bet bring it home, mm -hmm. yeah, bring him, bring yeah. Chris Brown home, and let's just and let's, and, yep. it's, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna go viral still because yep. BET is still a national global platform, um, right. and all that different kind of stuff. So I definitely I definitely agree with those points that. Um, I think we can be a resource, but we don't have to outsource. If you need us, come call us. We'll yeah. show up, and we're gonna go right back. And that's it. Yep. I, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I, I, more and more, I'm, I'm looking at that. I see that. I feel like we sh that should be us. It should be. I think gatekeeping needs to be increased at all time high. What, what you think about a music example? The OJ's. Before I think they were one of the few groups that didn't quote unquote cross over mainstream. They were mm -hmm. so committed to their sound. Mm -hmm. And what they were doing that they didn't, I ain't gonna say they didn't want to be success, but they didn't, they didn't reach the temptations and all that other kind of stuff because they were still right. doing mm -hmm. real black nigga songs mm -hmm. and they didn't have the poppy, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't, ain't no, if they ever do a biopic, I don't think we're going to ever see them in the stadium at the Coca Cabana and the stadium right, right. where it's, it's split between the whites and the blacks. Cause they was, right. they was just, they was like this mm -hmm. music. And I think Eddie has even said that before in an interview, like our music was for us. Right. And they never and and no shade to the temptation anybody who crossed over because you know I do think there is importance in having our art on the main stages. I'm not going to say that right. that's not important, but what I am saying is that the OJs were an example of intentionality mm -hmm. of having us for us, and they are still recognized. Maybe not as one of the biggest groups in the world, but as one of the major like black groups of our time. And I think mm -hmm. that is a perspective that. Uh, we should take in terms of um, not always asking to be at the table, but being invited. Yes. Because when you're invited, yeah. you control the next. Because yes. you yes. can turn that invitation down. And then mm -hmm. you can say, if I come, this is what's required for me to be. Yep. Right? Yep. So I just want uh, to that's so good. We could, That could be a whole conversation. Is that I think it, we, should, we should stop begging to be at the table. Yep. Shirley Chisholm said, if they don't give you a seat, pull up your, with your own chair. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, and honestly, I'm gonna say this because it was just Thanksgiving. Our table is better. It really, our is. food is better. Nobody wants our conversations. I like mashed potatoes, but not on Thanksgiving. Our, our conversations <laughs> are gonna be better. Our culture is better. Like, yes. so my thing is like, like, you know, like you said, y'all want to come to our table? Invite us. Mm -hmm. But we we're not what we're not gonna do is keep begging to and sit y'all table authentically. And we yeah. might not, and we probably ain't gonna share the recipe. We ain't gonna share some of the whys and the hows. 
but you'll get a taste of what we have, and we going home. Yeah, when it's over. Yeah, we'll season we'll season your chicken and be like, yeah. oh, it's missing, it's missing this, mm-hmm. and we'll throw some stuff in well, there. We but may we're say not it's gonna... missing, but I say it's missing something. Is what we gonna say? It's missing something. <laughs> <laughs> it's missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think those are some points <clears throat> I, I fought off in the movie. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add, or something I may have missed? Or no, um, I would say it was it was, to me it was overall well done. Somebody asked me. <laughs> How would I rank it? And I'll throw that question yeah. back at you after I answer real quick. And my real quick answer, I, this it's a complicated answer, but it's my truth. It was a 10 out of 10, but still not better than the first. Yes. Because the first was so well done that yeah. it's going to remain like the best one, but it was still a forever was a 10 out of 10 still. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I feel like the first one was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. It was what we needed that we didn't know we needed. And it literally changed the way we thought about a lot of stuff. Wakanda sure. is a place in our hearts. For, it used to be Zamunda. Yes. Now it's Wakanda. Wakanda is but, the place where black folks live. But I think it's even bigger than Zamunda. Because there weren't mm-hmm. a lot of people in, in the today of things saying, like Atlanta, we are Zamunda. Like, when we oh, talk yeah. about all black spaces, we say, yeah. like, like Afrotech, I heard a few times, like, this is Wakanda. Like, this is Wakanda, yeah. You know, Wakanda is now synonymous to With, predominantly like black excellent. spaces. And yeah. excellent black spaces and Zamunda safe while spaces, was, right? And Zamunda while it was great, it didn't have the same type of nah. connotation. Like that movie right. is a cultural classic, but I think and here's and I'm and I'll be done because we can talk about coming to America. But I think the reason why is because most of that movie was spent in New York. Yeah, and not if we would have saw like a complete luxury of Zamunda, uh-huh. I think it would have had mm-hmm. this. But Wakanda, we was in Africa. Yes, we was there the whole movie. <laughs> in, the, in the richest, most powerful world yes. uh, place in the world. Yes, and we saw the technology. We saw we, we saw the DAPs. We saw all the connections to Black culture. We saw <laughs> everything. So it was, saw. it's literally the epicenter of what like Black community excellent Black excellence, quote unquote, is. And when we get into yes. these spaces, it's like every HBCU homecoming is Wakanda, Afrotech, yeah. Wakanda, um, yes. your Black festival, it's Wakanda. Um, yes. And I think to your point, that's what the first one is going to always hold dear to us because it it gave us that. And for our mm-hmm. kids and our little brothers and nieces and nephews, like growing up, what well, we had, Blank Man, we had a Black Power Ranger. Yeah. You know, we had a few, we, of, have, we, we yeah. had a major superhero on yes. the screen. Um, so my sons them had Obama and Black mm-hmm. Panther. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, not, and we huge. ain't even old, Brian, but we didn't, we didn't experience that. Yeah, so for huge. them, it's not a big thing because it's like, oh, it's normal, right? Yeah. So for them, I think the big thing for them is going to be women. And yeah. that's not going to even be big because they're still young and we're now seeing women leading out a whole lot more, right? So yeah. anyway, I say Wakanda yeah. really changed the game and helped push the narrative of the power of representation, which we always knew was important, but it really gave us a global stage. And then it gave us this kind of communal uh, interlocking ecosystem that we can all exist in, right. so to speak, um, that I yeah. think was just necessary for the culture. But I'll wrap there because the podcast is getting long, but the movie was phenomenal. Shouts out to everybody. In phenomenal. Front. 10 out of 10. Beautifully done. I'd, yep. I'd, I'd, I'd watch it again. Yep. All right. Uh, so that's a great conversation to live room. Do you want to go to the, what is it, Black Person Self Care? Yep. Uh, my brothers and sisters keep it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we're here at I Am My Brother's Keeper, Brothers and Sisters Keeper. It's 2022. We're trying to do better, right? Um, Black person self-care. This is where, for those that aren't familiar with the show, we talk about what we're going to do. 
or we're currently doing to take care of our black selves. So I'm gonna start with you, Josh. What are you planning on doing? What do you have in store this weekend, today, whatever it is, to take care of your uh, black self? Sure. Um, getting deeper into holiday stuff. Yeah. Um, this year I don't have a schedule of like things I'm going to be doing, but I am open to um holiday events and shindigs. Um, I, I birdie told me that a really close friend of my business partner even is a part of a, 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 a upcoming choir. So I'm going to go, <laughs> going, yes. to go going to go sit and hear that because I got to hear this divine it's nine gonna be um, December 11th. My God, um, but like little stuff like well, that. You may or may not be singing your favorite song. Okay, if y'all your sing special song. gift, not well, yes, we may or may not be singing some of your favorite Christmas songs. Okay. I'm gonna leave it at that. I tell you this. Don't you touch Walter Hawkins if you ain't gonna do Walter Hawkins, bro. I will walk out of that church. You hear me? Um, but no, but I'm but I'm going to uh I'm going to uh I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy to preach all up in there. Demons. Um but no, but no, I'm like little stuff like that as I find out about stuff I plan on being a part. Um just enjoying the holidays, being around family and friends, excited that my parents are coming. Um I'm taking well, we can talk about this deeper into the next episodes. I'm taking this from December 20th to January 8th, I am going to be off of work. Okay. Um, so super yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, super excited <laughs> about yes. that. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. just preparing to end the year strong so that I can rest and recharge for 2023. So I'll yes, yeah. be my answer every week because that's what I'm literally going to be doing. Yeah, <clears> and, and that's my answer too. Like I literally, I'm taking the 15th, the 14th. I, I went in my system and I realized I had three and a half weeks of vacation. Mm-hmm. I might have not taken. Mm. So I'm literally going in there. I went in there. I put um, from the 14th up until the 31st or whatever. Um, this vacation, um, getting my calendar for the next year together. Uh, you and I are gonna sit down. Of course, this is self care. Getting our business plans, stuff like that for next year together. Yep. Uh, spending quality time with family and friends. T- turn my cell phone off. Like when I'm taking real days off, take my cell phone off. Um, yeah, really just get through this next two weeks, three weeks, yeah. and. I'm going to be radio silent other than the podcast and like my family and friends, like as far as work is concerned, um, out of office, cell phones can be turned off. Um, leave me the hell alone. And that's going to be my self care. Um, and yeah, that's it. That. That's it. I love yeah. that. All right. Well, did Rodney Jenkins give us a letter real quick? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we got something in there. All right. Let's go and right. hop on over to the uh, PO box. Let's do it. All right, good people. We are here at the post office box, and Rodney Jenkins does what he usually uh, he did, what he usually does every single week, and that is give us our letter. But before we get into it, we want to let you know that you too can be featured on the Jigsaw podcast by writing in to ask the Jigsaw. That is ask the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We will do a few things. We will read your letter out loud, possibly. Um, we will give you a pseudonym because we respect your pronouns and your privacy, and we're going to give you the best non professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So. With yes. that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? Uh, all right. Let's go pronouns. Uh, okay. Because, again, we do respect pronouns on mm-hmm. this show. Uh, she, her. Oh, okay. Um, Elizabeth Wilson. <laughs> Diamonds in the sky. Yeah. Super <laughs> brave. Elizabeth Wilson. Elizabeth Wilson. She's mega brave. Uh, All right. Elizabeth reads or writes, uh, hey, guys, quick question, mainly for Brian. Hey, all right, cool. Uh, My boyfriend is not big into Christmas, and whenever I ask him what he wants, he says nothing. 
That is for me. <laughs> Last year, I called his bluff and got him nothing, and he was visibly salty. I'm like, bruh, you got to choose a struggle. You can't be the Grinch and still want the benefits of Christmas. So this year, how do I proceed with him? I want to get him. I want to get him a good big gift, but I also don't want him to be like, oh, thanks, Brian. How would you? Uh, how do you feel about getting gifts? Um, would you be mad if your wife didn't get you anything? Josh, any perspective here? Love y'all and the show, Elizabeth Mega Braid Wilson. <laughs> um, um, I'm gonna throw it to you because I think you would have okay. the best advice here. So let's go through I this here guess. first. So I don't, I, I, don't, I don't understand this man's struggle. I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, he could be walking past me by the street and I, would, I wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I don't really care about getting gifts. That's 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 a true statement. Because um, honestly, the nigga buys stuff all year round. Tough. I buy stuff. And I don't, and that's my problem is I don't give, I don't give space for gifts because I just buy stuff. Tough. Like I could be like, I could be like, oh, I want this. And I'll just go buy it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so which makes it much difficult for my wife. So this year we're not doing any Christmas gifts at all. Uh, only thing we're buying is for Brooklyn. Um, so we say that we say that every year. But uh, that sounds very odd. I usually end up getting her something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with you. The fact of like you know I can see why he's probably visibly salty because something inside of him really wants something, but he's probably a person that's like nonchalant about everything, and he's like, no, nah, I don't need anything. So I guess my suggestion would be it's probably too late for this. Is is kind of keep a running diary of maybe some things he may have said he likes or mm-hmm. dislikes or mm-hmm. things he may have had his eye on things that excite him. Um, a gift may not necessarily be something tangible. A gift can be an an, an event. A um, if he's into basketball, basketball tickets works. If he's into uh, a day, whatever it is, whatever he likes, uh, it can be that thing. So don't think it has to be has to be like an actual article of clothing or sneakers or something tangible. It can also be potentially. Uh, something he likes to do. Um, it could be a situation to say, "Hey, um, I'm going to plan a whole day for us and to do all of your favorite things." That can be something he might enjoy as well. Um, so that would be my take as a person who doesn't really care about gifts. Um, but I'm I'm not against taking gifts. I'll take mm-hmm, the gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't give my wife a hard time if she got me anything. But I also wouldn't be salty if she didn't give me anything. Um. That's my opinion, Josh. As the uh, the person who loves gifts, and I think gift receiving is probably one of your love languages. Um, what are your thought process about? Uh, what is your perspective here? Yeah, let's be very. I'm gonna be very honest. Um, it is like probably third on the list of my love really? languages. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Quality time. We can have a conversation about this. Maybe in February. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that'll be yeah. a Valentine's Day episode next year. Love language. Um, That's good. Look at this. Does planning on the show, um, but in terms right. of my, my, I'll say them real quick. Number one is quality time. Um, mm-hmm. Two is physical touch, and okay. three is three is gifts. Um, okay, and then I think it's where's affirmation and acts of service. Okay, but um, anyway, I say that to say, but I do I enjoy gifts because mm-hmm. for me it is, and I'm not, I'm the person that really believes it's the thought that counts. Now, okay. if you get me a bad gift, then that's bad. But uh, I'm not the person that's going to be mad if you bought me like if you didn't like I'm not expecting Gucci and Jordans and right. you know what I'm saying like you could literally get me um, to know that I'm a podcaster and you said you know what I bought you a new pop filter I'd be like that is so dope and not yeah. that I even yeah. needed one but it's the fact that you thought I saw this you know what I'm saying so yeah. like to me uh, a, a good gift um, to me is indicative of 
you taking a genuine interest in who I am and what I like right. and right. what you think will bring me enjoyment and not just enjoyment but joy, right? It's to me, it's right. a, it is a literal. That's probably why it's a love language. It is an act of it is an expression of love. Right. Um, so I like gifts, but I don't need right. them. I like right. gifts, but I don't need them because mm. cr- and Christmas isn't about the gifts, but mm. because we have been you know sh- you know kind of socially conditioned to give gifts on Christmas. I ain't gonna hold you. I expect them. It's just what I yeah. do, and I think I expect right, right. gifts on Christmas more than I do my own birthday, because mm. uh, I'm not a big birthday celebrator. But, but that's kind of ironic too, because I don't celebrate my birthday well. But I do want the gifts. I don't guess I had a party, but I want the gifts. <laughs> um, right. You know, and it's just, it's just. I think it's again, it's a social condition. Had we not been socially conditioned to give gifts at these times, oh yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be phased. Like I'm not a big Valentine's Day fan, but I give gifts because my mm. wife is. Right. Um, right. And I'm never, ha- I'm not bitter to a Valentine's Day. I just, something about <laughs> it just doesn't sit well with my spirit. And I just, I ain't it never, been, and, I, and I've had very few single Valentine days. Okay. So let's put mm-hmm. that out there too. I just don't rock with them like that. Right. Um, Force love. But yeah, that part. But in terms of like any perspective, I don't know. I would say, I think last year's response told you what you need to do get the man again. Yep. I mean, to me, it's that simple. Um, because he claims he's not into Christmas, I don't think you got to go big and buy him a brand new car or get him some Gucci slides. But just kind of think about things. Like one thing that Asha does because she thinks I'm hard to shop for, and I'm really not. Mm-hmm. Asha does a really good job of paying attention to the things that when we're in, the, we haven't been in the mall as much because of you know COVID and stuff. But we used to go shopping often. She would pay, and mm-hmm. I'm a big eye buyer, as my grandma would call it. You know, as they y'all call it window shopping, we call it I buy. Mm-hmm. And Asher, <laughs> yeah, my grandma call it. And Ash would do a really good job of watching me, you know, look at this shirt and be like, mm, that's dope. Or even on TV, be like, that's a dope shirt and try to and find something similar. Um, right. Or talking to Johnny or somebody. If I'm, you know, had Josh mm-hmm. mentioned it, so he does a really good job of researching. Um, right. So if you've heard him say something, if you heard him talk about, I think we're talking about this with um, Jackie last year. Like, yeah. Does he work out? A session to the chiropractor right. could be an amazing gift because right. I'm 33 and these knees and this back and stuff don't function like they used to. I, I got ooh, I can say that for self care. I got a session tomorrow to get this back cracked, and I can't wait because I went Monday I'm going back. Um, My God! But yeah, so like little stuff like that. Um, and here's the sex is not about is not a Christmas gift. It, ain't it, is, not, it gift, is not. It is not. It is not a Christmas gift. So you can you can buy some lingerie and have some great Christmas sex, but that is not a gift. Okay. At all. So I would just say, like, figure out what he needs, what he wants, what you think would make him happy, and just give him that. And mm-hmm. I think you kill two birds with one stone. You don't have to get anything extravagant, but at the same time, you avoid this kind of awkward. Oh, you really did want something because he's childish too for saying yes. because yes, if you are a quote unquote Grinch and say you don't want anything, but then you get mad when you didn't get something, then nigga, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm with you. Choose a struggle. Right. Um, but at the same time, the kind of person I am, I'm going to buy you something. And I would have just bought, I'm going to buy something anyway, even if it's yeah. one pair of J's. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a do something. Right. Um, but, I, but I'm glad you called this bluff because now he's able to reckon with whatever that reality is in him that says, I'm saying this, but I don't, and we took wrong for that. Say what mm-hmm. you want. Do what you want. Y'all right. didn't say how old y'all were. But like, if you want it, bro, ain't that, you're not any less of a man because you want a gift. Right. So if that's what you want, that's what you want. Um, exactly. So anyway, I hope that helped, Liz. Me too. Thank you for writing to us. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so that's that. Uh, Want to go to the greater conversation? Josh? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here at a greater conversation. This is where we get some things off of our chest. For those that don't know, I've never heard it before. I say it all the time, man. Listen, tomorrow's not promised. Mm-hmm. Custom folks out today. Today. Uh, so, Josh, is there anything you want to get off of your chest this week? No, and for two reasons. One, the episode is kind of long. And two, mm-hmm. um, well, let me do this. Balenciaga put out an ad. Mm-hmm. They had children in dominatrix yes. outfits and bondage outfits. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then had like in the background copies of some court ruling that kind of went against kitty porn. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what yeah. message I was trying to send right. with this it's ad. So but it was disgusting. so distasteful. It was wildly inappropriate. And your little yes. apology and stuff to me ain't enough. Um, there's some real work. And maybe this is a DEI in me that y'all need to do to mm-hmm. talk through the ways in which you rectify that situation. Who was responsible? Like they need to be fired. And I'm I yeah. usually never advocate for people losing their jobs. But that was like who approved that? It was bad. who came up with that? Like what? There are so many ways that you could have accomplished whatever it was you were trying to accomplish mm-hmm. without that level of advertisement. Uh, so yeah. if I'm gonna rant about anything, it's about that. Y'all are way out of pocket. You know, all of y'all need to be let go and go through more than training. Y'all, y'all, y'all need Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. Investigate it. Yeah, that's like all kinds. Because because if your brain thought that was appropriate to do, what the hell else are you into? And what are you doing? Ain't no Jeffrey right. Dahmer's need to be happening up in here. Get that away no. from us. So um, right. if I'm a random about anything, that would be it. Otherwise, I would have chosen joy, but you know, yeah, that. White people yeah. are white people. And that kind of stuff right there. That's like disgusting. That. I ain't like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we talked about it before. Uh Stephen A. Smith cooning for Oh. Uh, oh <laughs> I forgot about Jones. that. Yeah. I for, oh, Jerry Jones was in that Little Rock Nine big video. Yes. And he didn't know uh, talking he about, you to. know, he Talking about, uh, I don't want to hold that against him and cancel culture, this and that. Child, Nigga, as, as he hard is as he racist. is on the blacks, and right. you give Jerry and Jones a pass? Yeah, no thank you. So, Stephen A. Smith, man, that was definitely some some tap dancing. I did not like that. And oftentimes, like, you know, you, yeah, he, I, and I, I don't talk about Stephen A. Smith, uh, but I feel like he's one of those people who goes, str- goes strong for black folks during certain things. So he can say that I go, I stand for black people, but mm-hmm. then he also goes hella hard against black people. And I think he's more or less a company man um, because he knows that Jerry Jones is very powerful, very wealthy, and I don't want to upset him. And maybe if I can say something positive about him, right, uh, that I can get his good, good graces and maybe it's down the line and may open up some doors for me. Like, again, you can have two things. You can hold people accountable um for their past and say hey man this is what's this is not going on mm-hmm, but then also mm-hmm. look at his track record throughout the history of his time in business history of his time with the dallas cowboys how he's approached folks and even kaepernick and people on his team regarding kneeling for the anthem all that kind of stuff it, it hasn't changed he is a who he is at his core um and and that is that so shame on you Stephen a smith man but i'm gonna choose joy even though i did that i'm still gonna choose joy yeah because this is the season of joy uh and love and as we end real quick real quick this is now this is trivial but stop drinking deer park water i just <laughs> saw somebody post that on instagram talking about i'm eating healthy and you had a bottle of deer park you had a case of deer park mm. water in the background you've killed Jesus. everything you just done 
you might as yeah. well go to the local cesspool mm-hmm. and just take put a straw in it because Deer Park water tastes like the butt crack of Satan. And I don't know what that tastes like, but I would imagine <laughs> that it's pretty disgusting. Deer right. Park water is the worst water I have ever drank in my life. If it came down to me surviving our water and Deer Park was the only thing available, take me now because I <laughs> don't want no Deer Park water. Deer Park um, water. But if that's this, that's understood, said and accepted. Um, thank you. This is another episode of Jigsaw yes. Podcast. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We want to shout out our brother Chancy Page again. Thank you for hanging with us last week. Um, as you notice, we ain't. We took no breaks because we took so many breaks over the yeah. summer and stuff that we like, you yeah. know what? We're going to give y'all content, 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 content. So this year, y'all get an episode every week in December. How about that? Look at How God. about that? Look at God. Ain't, ain't no breaks. Now, some it's of them will be pre-recorded. But you, they dropping every week, okay? Um, right. So, nevertheless, we do want to thank y'all for holding out with us. Thank you because the the rest of this month, our big plan is to have somebody in the living room with us every single week. And as of right now, it is shaping up to be an amazing month. We got some yep. great stuff happening as we continue into this season of joy, this season of Christmas. So, I'm super excited to share with you all um, the rest of the year and what we got going on. Um, additionally, as Brian said, we're going to get into some real hard. 2023 planning we've expanded our team i'll make this announcement yeah. that we we have the um the great jasmine spencer who's been helping us and then we have um our brother our friend who's officially part of the team yes. chris moore who is helping us think through some things and strategize us way so we are super excited about what that means for the future of the podcast and the show and how we bring additional um really uh, creative and excellent content to you our wonderful listeners aka the puzzle pieces so um yes. love y'all appreciate y'all brian Yes, uh, Puzzle Pieces, we do thank you and appreciate you. We will be great without you, but we're even better with you. Oh, yes. So we do thank you for all the things you do. So continue to please subscribe, like, share, all that kind of great stuff. Uh, five stars, nothing at all. Leave us a comment. Let us know how great we are because we are great, but we want to hear it sometime. Uh, feel free to provide us all the things. We may not show up, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> We but, you know, great, but we want to hear it sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> some, we know we're great. We want to hear it sometimes, yeah. though. Um, we do appreciate it. Continue to share some things. Engage with us on our social media platforms. I am Brian here. Yep. I am Josh Rogers of the Jigsaw Podcast. We do love you. We appreciate you. And before we head out of here, Joshua, let the people know what they need to do. Absolutely. All you can do is what you can while you can, the very best ways that you can, but in the midst of all of your doing. Uh, shut that mind the bubble. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't stir nothing up. Please do not get caught <laughs> up with your work while it is day. Work while it is day. Hurry, children, hurry. Work while it is day. Will and work as I need it. Will and work as I need it. Hurry, children, hurry. Work while it is day. Don't get caught with your work undone. Good night, y'all. Happy holidays. Love you. Bye. See y'all next week. <laughs>